0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Loaded Mag NUFC. Um, Just before we start, um, uh, for our fully-loaded transfer show, um, obviously the news has broken in the last half an hour that arguably the best player ever to play the game, the footballing icon, Pele, has passed away. So just uh, on behalf of all of us at Loaded Mag NUFC, um, our condolences to Pele's family um, and everyone that knew and played with him. Um, Yet there will be... No other um, ever again like him.
1: Make sure my face is on the re-edited version from now on. That's my only stipulation.
0: Good evening, everybody, Um, and welcome to the fully loaded transfer show. And of course, we had a little tribute just before we started um, to the to the late great Pele. And look, as always, uh, we always show our respect to 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 footballers uh, past and present. But of course. We are a Newcastle United channel, and um, the reason why we're here is to talk all things Newcastle United and transfers. So, look, uh, we're back. Brandy and Blaze is what's already been said in the chat. Um, Back in business for another show. Uh, Yes, we we (laughs) have them to hand. Uh, Great to see you, Chris. How are you, fella?
2: Yeah, feeling better today, Pete. Um, yeah, boxing day was quite a heavy one, as I know know you'd all all, uh, witnessed, but yeah, feeling better, mate. All the better for those three points, um, as I think I made perfectly clear. Um, yeah, what a performance, mate! Like, unbelievable. Um, so yeah, really, really looking forward to the Leeds game now. But you know, before we get ahead of ourselves, really looking to have Graham on tonight and they're talking about uh, you know, all transfers and stuff, which is what why we're here and what we love to do most definitely and look
0: there is lots to talk about um already names popping up in the chat uh welcome to you all well over 100 already in the chat and um, with questions coming through so we'll keep an eye on that but yeah just just a few on my on my tab that I can see PDK welcome yes tiaga almada uh, he keeps mentioning it we will discuss it look uh, uh, don't worry about that Albert uh, Burnett, welcome to the show. the uh, Tune for Life, um, fantastic support as always. William Smith, welcome back. Um, Ray Burrow, um, welcome. Uh, you got Paul Gallant in the chat, always supporting. JKG, um, of course, our resident um, spanner. Uh, Lisa Mole, welcome uh, as always. Uh, Gary Moffat, well, welcome Gary. Um, brilliant in first time so yeah if you haven't already click that subscribe button just over 100 away from that magic 5k so don't be afraid to click that subscribe and join the loaded family jordan mawson uh welcome in um scott Crom, welcome to you as well a2 welcome back dot by design i could keep going on and on but welcome everybody to the chat um and it's great to uh great to have you all in but look there is no way we like discussing on fully loaded transition without having um, a guest, a very very welcome guest joining. And it's a pleasure to welcome back 90min's uh, own Graham Bailey. So welcome, Graham. How are you?
1: In guys, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, hopefully happy New Year for you all. I'll be I'll be at St James's on New Year's Eve. Actually, I'll be covering the game for 90min. So yeah. I'm okay. expecting to be extremely cold, but yeah, I'm uh, yeah. I'm going to see the. Uh, the two teams i cover the most in the northeast well technically northeast but yeah i'm looking forward to a a good game
0: definitely and yeah of course merry christmas to you too and uh, yeah thank you for taking the time to come and join this but look i just wanted to touch on before we get into the players and and into some of the links that we've been uh, already attached to already you know what what have you made you know of Newcastle United. We haven't spoke to you uh, obviously since the season really kicked in. You know what have you made in Newcastle start to season? But in particular, that performance on Boxing Day against Leicester City.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, I, I obviously I'm not blowing my own trumpet here, Pete, but I think you remember that I was one of the very few pundits who who tipped Newcastle to challenge for top four, and I also predicted uh, that they would be the top ranking United in the Premier League. And I got I got mm-hmm. a lot of stick for that, a lot of stick. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and and you know not, and obviously they they they've really impressed um Eddie Howe's doing a wonderful job they are they they reminds you a bit of the the Argentina team and that he, he's is a team will always beat an individual and that's what you're seeing at the moment and um i think that's why even in the window you'll see the the choices that are made being very careful ones um but don't uh, um upset the balance of the squad eddie Howe knows what he wants and and you know, um, <laughs> it sounds because anyhow, you know, even in his right mind, would have thought you know he's probably um, keeping the seat for one for a few years. But if he carries on like this, he won't be. It's his, it's it's his team. He's got he's got the chance now to build this Newcastle club in, into whatever he wants it to be. And um, and yeah, he's taking it with both hands at the minute. And um, we'll see what happens in January. I think there will be. they will try and back him. But I, I, I think that's a big thing. They don't want to, to disrupt the squad. But obviously, striking while the iron's hot is a big thing. You know, we've seen that with Liverpool, Liverpool have gone in to get Gapo. But we'll see it with Arsenal, who will try and bring Murdoch in as the we player will obviously talk about in relation to Newcastle as well. But it's, it's easier to bring a, a player in and persuade them to come into um, a well run club, club who's doing well. And and that's why I think Newcastle um, should be doing something in January because it, it can be a bit easier sometimes to track these players when you are top four in the Premier League. You're yeah, absolutely right,
0: and look, I, I forgot um, you did say that we would be the highest ranking United, and you are absolutely right. So you know, fair 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 play. You you recognise that before the season even even kicked off, and it's it's come true to form um, as of the last sixteen games. So look.
1: <clears throat> and, and back, obviously, it was on, on the back of, and, and you know, we've seen some wonderful performances, um, particularly from Miguel Almiron, who is is playing fantastic run of form. Mm. I, I'm not going overboard because he needs to do it for more than nine games or 10 games. Mm. He needs to do it for a season. But, but, Bru, I'm delighted that, obviously, I predicted Bruno getting the PFA team of the year. You will see 90 minutes Premier League team of the year so far, and he's in it. I just think he's absolute the key, the keystone to this team. I hear some people saying, oh, he's not this and that. The, the confidence it gives this whole team to play. The, the, it, arguably not a more important player for a team in the Premier League than Bruno for Newcastle.
0: You know what? Uh, look, Chris, I will come to you because I'm in full agreement with with Graham, uh, and and I'm going to pinpoint one particular part um, of that game in Boxing Day, and we've already talked about it um, over over voice notes, of course. But um, it was uh, a it was that moment where um, oh, Pete, when... Pete,
1: you're too old to be sending voice notes. Come on, <laughs> hey, not <on> a second. <laughs> um, but no,
0: honestly, it was that moment. Right towards the end of the game, halfway line, he blocks a he blocks a a, a pass um, from Drewsby Hall, and he just turns around to the fans and he gives it one of them. Oh. We we celebrated in the way and like would score the goal when he did that. And you know what Graham from what Graham's saying, Chris, like, do you, I'm sure you agree that he is he is like pivotal uh, for for what we're what we're all about as a as a football club.
2: Yeah, you Graham's absolutely right, and yeah, I totally agree. Like Bruno. Not just for his technical ability and the fact that he's a, a, an absolutely fantastic footballer, but it's also, it's also what he brings to the team. You know, like his personality, his attitudes. Um, you know, he's he, he went to the world cup and knows doubt he's had to he's had uh disappointments following that world cup. You know, he probably didn't play as many minutes as he'd hoped to. Um, there was probably a lot of frustration, and we we even heard didn't but Chris we, isn't uh, that
1: Brazilian team was built, it was it was the opposite to what Argentina built around Messi and the players were on board. They built that team around Neymar and it was just square pegs in round holes. Yeah, Paqueta yeah. playing that position. If they'd put yeah. Bruno. I'm not saying they would have won it, but if they had Bruno in that midfield, next to Casemiro, Paqueta up there, they'd, they'd have gone a lot further than they did.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, Graham completely agree. It, was, it, it kind of felt like the team was already picked, um, yeah. you know, even before the, game, the game's and The commenced. players weren't
1: on board, but you could see in the, in the likes of Vinny Jr. And, and Rafinha, he was probably amazed that he was even starting, but yeah, um, yeah. very much so. And yeah, he's um, you, you're very lucky to have him.
2: Oh mate we we feel we feel really fortunate to have him and you know to p- to pick him up for the price that we did as well yeah. and it goes back to something that you said earlier graeme you know the fact that it's it's we we've, we've got to be careful how we go and buy certain players and i know there's going to be numerous mm-hmm. players we talk about this evening um and it's got to be the right player it's got to be the right attitude it's got to be the right place because we don't want to start setting a precedent um, but if we could, if we can go and find, you know, many more Brunos and Botmans. It's all the about
1: the, And it is now, guys, it is. And I hammer this home and I, uh, I talk to our directors of football and stuff. And, and uh, I, I just preach football is all about recruitment. Yeah. So it, if there's one thing it's down to, it's recruitment. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. From my own local Stockton town up to Manchester United, it's all about recruitment. And if you get it right, you'll do well. If you don't, you won't. And that includes the manager and coaching staff and the hierarchy. But yeah, it's it's all about recruitment, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah, I
0: one hundred percent agree. And look, let's let's get down to it. Uh, let's get down to the, the the reason why we're here is to look at transfers and look at recruitment. Now, the first question I have um, in, in my mind to ask you before we get into individual players is: Should we be recruiting in January? There are some out there. Um, there are some, not many, um, but a saying that we don't need to make too many signings, you know, just from your perspective, because Chris, we've talked about this before on, on whether we, we should sign and how many, from your perspective, Graham, from what you've seen of Newcastle and what you've observed, you know, what type of recruitment should we be looking at in January in your, in your opinion and, 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 in, and in what positions?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we should make recruit- We should make signings in January. Obviously, dependent on who's available. I think you need uh, uh, another forward. Um, someone maybe who can play across the front three. Um, obviously, someone like a two who stands out massively for me. But I think you need that someone ahead who can play ahead of Bruno and unlock the defenses because early in the season that was an issue at times. Remember that Nottingham Forest game, the first game. You know, you couldn't unlock Forest. I think you're missing, maybe missing that player that other teams aren't. So, obviously, you're James Madison. And and we can see from the players who you've been linked to, I think Anyhow knows this as well. I think midfield depth, which is why we're seeing you linked to young midfielders particularly, obviously. But but I think Newcastle will be in the market for, if a good deal comes on the market. Uh, we saw you are in for Chukwemeka from from Villa at the time. And, and, and now you're in for Tielemans you are probably not gonna get teamers, but if you you've got to throw your hat in the ring. If you don't yeah. you know if you don't ask the question, you won't get him. Um and, and that's the same like with Madison, it looks difficult, we'll come on to him. And for me I still and probably not for January, but I think for the summer you're a centre half shot. Like mm. a top class mm. centre half. But that's mm. one that I don't think is necessary for January. You know, Fabian mean is doing a wonderful job. Yeah. For 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 what he is and he's getting you through and Lasalzas at the end, but and and this is something as a club you're gonna have to get used to, where there will be I don't think there will be a mass, um, it won't be a revolution, more evolution I think from Eddie Howe, but it's going to be certain players who yeah, you know it's up to the likes of Joe Linton and Miron to prove to Eddie Howe you sh- they should be at the club in three years' time, like a Sam Maximum who as you know I'm not a huge fan of, I I genuinely don't see him in your long term future because. If you are going top four, you can do better. And that's not slagging him off. But he's, he's done wonderful for the club. He's done amazing things. But you have to move on, don't you, sometimes? And if you're going for a Diaby or a two-ram, yeah, they are better.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, if we want to, Chris, if we want to evolve to the team that we want us to be, which is challenging regularly for, for titles, we knew, we knew really that, You know that team that would eventually win us the title, win us a major trophy, would not be the team that we inherited. That that Eddie Howe inherited. We knew that the vast majority of those players would eventually be moved on. So, you know what Graham's saying with some of those players, even even with the likes of Alan Sip Maxim, which I'm inclined to agree with. um, You know, potentially moving on at some point, it is likely to happen because we do need better players in 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 this in this squad in this in this first eleven.
2: Do you, know, do you know what the mad thing is, Pete? I wouldn't even necessarily say it's better players than St. Maximum because St. Maximum showed us what he can do, it's mm-hmm. more consistent. And without sounding disrespectful, and you know, this I'm talking about maybe a couple of years ago, but I remember saying at the time during one of the shows, the reason Alan St. Maximum plays there's a reason Alan St. Maximum plays for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. There's a reason mm-hmm. you know he he didn't just happen to end up at Newcastle, it's because other managers lost lost faith in him, other managers weren't prepared to take a risk on him. And maybe he's just not as consistent as what you know we need. And certainly, if we're now if we're now harbouring ambitions of becoming a top six, top eight club, um, you know things have fast forwarded a lot this season for us so far. Is Alan saint Maximum going to be the answer? I don't, I don't know, because um, unfortunately, you see these moments of brilliance, and you're like, oh, he's back, you know, he's gonna he's gonna start performing again, but then he'll drop off again, and then you go, hang on. Like, you know, we, we need someone who's going to consistently perform week in, week out. I mean, look at Bruno. I, I, I'm struggling to remember more than three games where he's he's been poor. Botman, same. Um, you know, you, you can go round the team. Callum Wilson, it's very rare that we've said, oh, Callum Wilson has a shocker there. Or very rare that we've gone, oh, Nick Pope was terrible. But with St. Maximin, it, it feels like it's either feast or famine. Sometimes he's absolutely brilliant and you're like, oh, this is wonderful. But how many times do we say that? Maybe three times a season, maybe. Yeah. yeah and that's you, when he's you, not injured.
0: Yeah, you're right. And and we, we're going to need to be ruthless at some point. It looks like we're going to start doing that very, very soon. But look, um, lots and lots of questions coming through. Um, keep those questions coming through because we are going to get to them and get, and um, to to Graham to answer some of these questions. But just really, really quickly, thank you for all your donations and your super stickers that have come through already. Thank you, Ray, uh, for your £4.49. Really, really appreciate it. Um, A2. Um, amazing thank you very very much and he says evening lads about to head out for eight hours on the road cheers for making the first part of my uh i think of it of the journey enjoyable uh, anyways um massive thanks to you and uh, hopefully your your journey is very safe and you arrive arrive um, where you need to um safe and sound mate you take care and massive thanks for tampa Tune, um for your twenty dollars donation thank you very very much happy holidays lads I'm happy to catch you live again, finally. Uh, great guest on this afternoon show. Um, yeah, of course, we, we love Graham. And I think Martin, in, in our loaded chat, you mentioned it might actually be your hat-trick ball. It might be your third appearance for us on Loaded. Um, so, yeah, um, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get some sort of recognition, hattrick ball related. Um, I've
1: got a new ball to my collection, actually. If you look back, there's, um, it's a replica of a 1966 ball, which goes with my World Cup programme, which my dad was actually at the final. So I've got the, the wow. genuine World Cup programme just here. And that's a replica 1966 ball, So, which Pelle would have played with, yeah. So it's uh, quite relevant this evening. That's class. Oh, I love man. it. Love it. That's class, but yeah,
0: hopefully we can get you a loaded um, hatchet ball, which of course would be exactly the same meaning as is uh, the yeah. 966. Of course, it would be. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But um, look, let's let's talk players now. Um, lots and lots of talk about. A number of different players at this moment in time, and look, we'll get to we'll get to a few of them. But one that really interests me. Um, and it's one that you've talked about recently and you wrote a, a piece about this, this man. And we're looking in attacking areas and it's Marcus Turan. Um, Now, you, you mentioned in your article that Inter Milan are trying to beat a number of Premier League clubs to Marcus Thuram. Newcastle are very keen on the French international. Now, um, for those that were uh, watching the World Cup would have seen... Marcus Tram come on and and, and, and play his part uh, for France that got them to the final. Um, what do you know about the situation, Marcus Tram, and you know, um, what's the likelihood of, <clears throat> that Newcastle will kind of heighten their interest in January?
1: Yeah, there's a firm interest. Uh, British Munch and Gladbach, um, if you go back 12 months, they had the same situation with Denis Zakaria, who was sold to Juventus for about £10 million. Um, basically, Tram's not signed his new deal. He is leaving. The problem Gladbach have got is that obviously Turam Ram in what well, we know he's already talking to clubs. Um it's up to him when he goes and where he goes. It's all very well, even if Newcastle, for instance, agree to do with Gladbach, if he's if he signs a pre-contract with Inter Milan, it doesn't mean anything. And obviously Newcastle can do the pre-contract as well. And then maybe I think the way you do it is agree his pre-contract and then try and agree terms with Gladbach anyway. Um so yeah, it's a tough one because with two Ram, what you need to remember. Um, he's actually Italian born. He was born in Parma, while well, his dad Lillian played there. Yeah. And and his dad, so he had ten years there. So he's very fond of Italy. Inter are looking at him for the summer. You know they've got like Lukaku, Martinez, um, and Zeko Stella as well. So this, this this it's not just a matter of money. This I don't think it's a tough one. And and what Newcastle fans should remember with Turan, when he came on for France, he did play out wide a lot, um, and he can do that role. But he's played centre forward every game for, for Gladbach which isn't a bad thing, you know, because uh, we know Isaac can play out wide as well. So yeah. he, he's, he's a good age, uh, I think 25 now, isn't he? Um, he fits perfectly into what Eddie Howe wants to do. And, and at 10 million, he's just too good not to go for. You know, I think, I think they will try and get that done in January, but it's going to be very hard. There's a lot of clubs in for him, into the main ones. Um, and yeah, that is something to think about, the fact he's Italian-born. You know, not not everyone puts the, the Premier League first, as we saw with his dad, Lillian, who never played in the Premier League. So, yeah,
0: and, and, and that's really interesting because uh, f- from from certain uh, like sections that I've read with regards to Marcus Tram, and I, I'll come on to this in a second with you, Chris, because I want to get your thoughts as well. Is actually um from the snippets that I've heard, it, it, there's um, Lillian Tirammy's dad is actually quite keen for for him to come to England. To come and experience him oh, because it is the best league. It is considered the best league in the world. But you are absolutely right, Graham. That link to Italy will always be there because Marcus mm. the Tram spent some so long in Italy, and you can argue back then it, it was one of the the top leagues in Europe. Mm. not the top league at the time, which is why he spent so long there. But but Chris, I will come to you because look, we've talked about Marcus Trump quite a lot. Um, you know, over the shows, over the World Cup period, and and the links as they've, as they've built. You know. 13 goal contributions already this season. 10 goals, three assists. You know, if you add that onto the left-hand side with Miggy's nine goals on the, on the right-hand side, surely that's, that's, that's formidable. That, that is, that is a big, strong attacking unit.
2: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, you know, it's it's weird, isn't it? We were all saying for, well, the last six to 12 months, oh, you know, the left hand side's great with Maxi. We just need to improve on Miggy. Miggy's not providing the end service, the end product. And now Miggy's absolutely flying. And we're now looking at the left hand side and going, well, you know, when take Maximans out, we've only got Jacob Murphy, we've got Joe Linton who can fill in there, but we much prefer Joe in the middle um so all of a sudden you know the winger is definitely the priority and as graham said earlier you know looking at that front three to bring in a player who could quite comfortably play through the middle but could also play on the left or the right would be great and marcus chram ticks both of those boxes i suppose my only concern now um well nowadays really is kind of like player power because when when players are in their last six months of a contract a lot of them are probably thinking well if I wait another six months at the club, as we saw with Jesse Lingard at Man United, they can then have the pick of their clubs and then a massive signing-on fee whoever they sign for because they're the free agents. So are these players thinking, well, I may as well wait till May, June, July, and then I've got the pick of any club I want, and then I'll also get a massive signing-on fee as well. It depends, I suppose, how much he wants to get out of Much and whether Gladbach think, you know what, we could probably get between 10, 15 million for them now, or... Do we keep hold of them? Um, you know, and maybe try and push into the European places or something. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what, obviously, what their thoughts are on it. But I think nowadays, the like, yeah,
1: they, they want the sales. Like, they want, they want the money. They want mid. Yeah, they want like, the money. To, to They can't, they can't really afford to not, um, to let someone worth 10 million, even 10 million now, go for free. it's, like, it's the car. I said the carrier twelve months ago. So they want the money. The, the
0: The thing about Germany, unlike the England and other and some other leagues is that there's not a lot of money banded around. Apart from Bayern Munich, there's not really many many teams that can splash the cash. Borussia Dortmund can because they tend to spend or sorry sell players for for big fees. Um, You know they've got the likes of Jude Bellingham that's likely to leave there, Erling Haaland um, in the summer, so they tend to have a little bit of money. But other than that, they don't have huge amounts of money to spend. So ten million. For an English team means nothing, but 10 million for British and Munch and as Graham's actually quite rightly said, is a lot of money, and they can't they can't turn their noses up on that. But um, um uh, Tomb Review Stato just put on there fun fact. Uh, great to have you on, um, Alex. As always, shown support. We are in collaboration with um, uh, the Tomb Review. so um, great to have your your support on the channel as always. Um, Marcus Tram actually the eighth closest stat match to Alexander Izak. Um, on um, uh, FB Ref 5th uh, uh, is Haaland. So uh, uh, the match is there with Marcus Turam. You've got the likes of Izak, who's already at the club in, in Haaland. Not a bad list. Uh, Those couple of players there. it would be interesting to see who the rest of them are. So uh, um, a nice little fact there to, to throw in for, for sure. But look, Marcus Turam... Um, an interesting one. As well as that, not that it means anything, because we know from Lucas Pekrecha in the summer, is that good friends of Alan St-Maximin, Alan St-Maximin's openly talks about the fact that he's tried to encourage Marcus Turam to come to Newcastle. Like I say, as we know, with Lucas Paqueta and Bruno Gomeris. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it helps. And the fact that we're sitting third in the league right now also helps, that's for sure. But it's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, I'm sure over the course of this month we'll come back to it because I don't think personally that's one... Um, that's going to go away. And look, Graham, you've kind of solidified that with, with, with your thoughts on the situation with Munch and Gladbach and Turam themselves. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. That is for sure. Um, I'm going to come to another one now. And again, um, uh, it's not it's not the one that I think people are, are looking at. We're going to come to that in a second. But me and Daz talked about this on another show and we brought this up as a, as a conversation on the Fuller Transfer Show last week, in fact. And you wrote this and it was interesting because you've just said not long ago that we need, we're probably another quality centre back um, away from being, uh, um, you know, really set in that department. And it's not a department that we're really talking about at the moment. But I brought up this article that you you you, uh, you discussed um, and you wrote a piece about, and that's Milan uh, Scrinia from uh, Inter Milan. And um, as you talked about six months left on his contract. But just talk a little bit about your article and about this p- potential situation with Milan-Scrinia because you've mentioned that Newcastle are the latest of a number of teams to show an interest in him.
1: Yeah, the the presumption was that he would be signing a new deal at Milan uh, Inter um, and hoping he had done before the World Cup. As it's gone on, clearly he, he isn't agreeing a new deal as of yet. In the summer, he was very close to uh, PSG that yeah. didn't happen for various reasons. But now the Premier League clubs who didn't think he'd be available, it looks like they're going to have a chance at least to put a contract to him, have talks to him. And at 27, this this could be the the best Bosman of all time. Really. You know, he's, he's arguably the best centre-half in the world. Coming to his prime at 27, he's a remarkable player. You know, and Inter, um, they need to make a big sale. And, and now it won't be Scrinyard. They're hoping it was Skriniar. It'll, it'll now likely be Denzel Dumfries, um, the right back. But now Skriniar, is either going to leave on a free or sign a new deal. They won't be selling him. Um He it, it won't be leaving in January. So it's a really interesting one. Yeah, Newcastle, I, I say when these deals come up, you got to you got to ask the question, you know. And... He wasn't, I say, he wasn't at the top of a lot of people's lists. He wasn't at the top of Man City's list. He wasn't at the top of Liverpool or even United. But when this player of this caliber becomes available, you've got to throw your hat in the ring, and that's what Newcastle are doing as well.
0: Definitely, and it's interesting that you've mentioned that. You know, it, he it's not likely to be a deal that's done until the summer because we've got we've got a situation, Chris with with the likes of um, you know you've got Jamal Lasells that can't get a game. Um, and uh, for 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 everyone else, his opinion in the fan base to think that he's going to be out the door in the summer. Someone like Scrinia surely coming in is is a huge upgrade and would would surely send a massive statement out there um, uh, for for fans that we're going in the right direction.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you could sign someone of his quality like that, that is you know ridiculous because it that that puts us on a quicker trajectory than what. I would imagine that we would have. Um, to attra- I mean, if we tried to attract him six months ago, we'd have just got laughed laughed at. Um, you know, the fact that we're, we're so high up the league now. And it goes back to what we've said about, you know, striking while the iron's hot. Because if we approach him now in, in January and say, listen, you know, I was about it in the summer and he's looking at our league table position he's looking at the form and we put an attractive uh, contract proposal on the table for him, he may consider it now. Um, I I do hope that we, you know, we are at least trying to have talks with him, or at least try and get him through the door. Because I agree with what Graham said. You know, Fabian Shah has been absolutely outstanding. Um, but in eighteen months, two years time, will he be at that same level? Who knows? And we all know, as we've all said, it's a it's a squad game. And beneath Fabian Shah, you've got Jamal Lascelles, who simply isn't good enough. Um, we've, we've said that for a while now, and gradually we've got to improve the squads. But if somebody like him becomes available, um, and uh, you know, at twenty-seven years of age, you've got to be interested in him because it, I've, I've watched a little bit of Scunyare, obviously playing for Inter Milan, both in Serie A and in the Champions League, and he, he looks superb, absolutely superb, cool as air, uh, cool as ice. He just dead calm on the ball, can really travel out well with the ball. Um, big, tall, commanding centre-back. So, yeah, I'd, he'd be definitely someone who I'd be really keen to bring in. Loves a tackle as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Loves a tackle. Hard um, nails.
0: Yeah, definitely. And if you, yeah. you think about it, you made a really good point, Chris, actually, about that. Um, before we move on, is that you talked about Fabian and Sherry. It could quite easily be that natural replacement for Fabian Scherr. We talk about bringing players in that are going to replace the current first-team players yeah. and those first-team players then become the backups. And that is the process that you should always do in terms of building a squad. So, Scrinia coming in, Scrinia yeah. and Botman, yeah, you, 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 you've got you've got a Champions League centre-back pairing there. There's no doubt about it, if it was to, to come to fruition. But he's definitely one to, to keep an eye on, um, that is for sure. Now... The one that has got a lot of people talking is uh, what's come out sort of really in the last 24 hours or so. Um, And uh, a number of outlets reported it, but uh, I've got on here, friend of the channel, um, Craig Hope, mentioned that obviously as it was um, released, John Joe Shelby is out between six to eight weeks as it was confirmed just before the game at Leicester City at the King Power. Um, And as he mentions in his article, he only needs two more starts to trigger a new contract. Um, So with him being out uh, for that length of time, it heightens a need for new signings to come in. And what has been mentioned in that article is a number of players. Um, as you can see, Jorginho, that's been linked, um, uh, obviously the, the number six from Chelsea, um, and Uri that I'm sure we're going to talk and get Graham's thoughts on in a second. But also there was a few other players in there that we'll come to as well. Um, uh, Kefram Taran was one of those players that was mentioned. Moise Casido was another. Um, and Cuido um, um, Kone, or, or also known as Manu Kone, um, from uh, Munch and Gladbach, also, like Marcus Turan. So a number of players mentioned, but it's quite clear from that article and, and, and obviously from the situation with Jonjo Shelby, Graham, that, that that number six position is a position of priority in January.
1: Yeah, they obviously missed out on Andre Santos, who, who possibly could have filled that role as well. And Shelby is on a very good contract as well. It's not just a matter of him getting an extension. He's on a very, very good contract, possibly more than he should have got last time, last time it came to his renewal. Um, and that's probably a consideration. They'll probably try and offer him another two years, but maybe a knockdown fee because he's on a lot of money at the minute. Yeah, the midfield is an issue, um, and we can see that. And we, and Jorginho... Um, he he's currently in talks with with Chelsea, but he wants to pay rise, believe it or not, which he's he's not gonna get. Um him and Kante are likely departures. Yeah. I don't think Jorginho fits what Newcastle are doing future wise. Um I think Jorginho wants to go back to Italy. I I'll could be proved wrong, I don't see Jorginho at all I just don't think see how he fits and and his wages would be huge and and the other <laughs> are going for these big signings you know they're trying to keep it to a certain level I think Bruno will get a new contract before the end of the season and that'll be he'll be the highest paid player but I think they want to restrict it to a certain extent if you brought someone like Jorginho in it just smash your wage structure um massively for a player getting on in years. so I, I find it hard to see that one personally um
0: I was going to say you, you it, I'm pretty sure he's, he's on the best part of 200 grand a week already at Chelsea. Surely surely uh, Chris, I, I know you have got some thoughts on this. That surely we we're, we're not going to we're not going to go and pay him something like that you know at 30 31 years old. Surely not.
2: No, he's he's the exact type of player we need to avoid in my opinion. Like I'm not saying I don't rate him I'm not saying he's a good player. Um but his wages would be ridiculous, and it would totally upset the balance of the team. And we've spoke about this loads of times. You know, if you bring in someone on 200, 250 grand a week, especially someone who's approaching—well, you could say maybe just over the prime—it just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. I just, uh, I don't see why you'd pay that much money for a 30, 31 year old. And let's be honest, you know, he, he's played he's probably played in World Cups, European Championships, I'm sure. Um he's he's been playing at the top, top level with Chelsea. Is he really going to be up for a fight with Newcastle? Or is he just going to be here to pick up a great wage packet? He's just he's the exact type of player that we need to avoid, in my opinion. When I saw the link I just thought, nah. I d I don't think I don't think we'd be interested in him. We're looking for future stars, players who are close to being near, you know, that top bracket, or have the potential to be in that top bracket. And um, ones who would come in on 60, 70, 80 grand a week and be happy, um, and you know, want to try and favour the careers, not someone who's already been there, seen it, and done it. They're exactly, they're exactly the type of players we need to avoid, mm. in my opinion. Um, I'm... I'm...
0: Completely agree with you. And talking of players that may want to progress their career 18 months ago, probably wouldn't have been seen in in this way, but may well be now. And you've already mentioned him, Graham, and it's this man, it's Uri Tillemans. Mm -hmm. Um, We were linked heavily in the summer. I think we even discussed him the last time he came on the show as a potential option. Now, if I'm right in thinking, and I was, uh, we we're on the loaded chat speaking to Martin about this, I think today or yesterday, um, I'm pretty sure that in the deadline, in the transfer deadline day, that it was rumoured that we were the with the only club that was potentially going to sign him on deadline day for around the 25 million mark. So it's not that it's not been linked before. There is history there with Yuri Tillemans. Just tell us what, what you know and what you think might potentially happen with this, because... Is this, and I'll ask you the question, Graham, is this another situation where, you know, like Munchie Gladbach, they want the money for um, Marcus Turan to release him? Is this a similar situation in your mind for
1: Leicester City? Possibly, but not desperate to sell. It's not that similar to Gladbach there. If there's another option for them, we will obviously link to Anua, the, um the... Um Moroccan midfielder. So if they get him in, I could see Tilwans being allowed to go. Um he, he's a player Newcastle like. He's you know, he's a wonderful proven Premier League talent. I love him as a player. You know, him and Ruben Nevers amongst my favourites who 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 Newcastle should be looking at. I personally believe that he's he's virtually already a done deal for Arsenal though. I think he'll be heading to Arsenal on a free transfer in the summer. They love him, they always have. I'm not sure they'll pay for him in January. They may try a cheeky 10 million pound offer. Yeah, from what I'm told, um Arsenal are pretty confident that they'll be getting Telemans in the summer on a free. Interesting.
0: Chris, I'll come to you. Would would you would you welcome Luri Tillemans in, in the Newcastle team? I mean, I I be, I watched him um obviously in Boxing Day. He didn't have the best of games, but he's playing in a in a in a Leicester team that are really not playing well right now. Um, you know, you think maybe how could get the best out of him.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean you ca- you can't turn your nose up at a player like Jordi Tillemans. Total total opposite of what I was talking about before with uh Jorginho. <clears throat> Obviously his wages would be it'd be higher, don't get me wrong, uh, than say the average player. You know, he'd be on a good wage. Um but he's still got more to give in the game. He's at a good age. Um and I think, you know, our project could excite him. Uh it could be it could be one that he's interested in. As Graham said, you know, Arsenal Arsenal's trajectory has been even even more than ours in a way because Arsenal now all of a sudden look like, you know, a top two, top three team in the making. So we could be looking at Arsenal and thinking, actually, I wouldn't mind, you know, being on board with that because Arsenal are probably further ahead than what we are at this present moment. Um But that's not to say, you know, that we couldn't tempt them. Uh, I think, you know, this is the nice thing about Newcastle at the moment. When you look at all 20 Premier League clubs, there's not many clubs... Probably maybe two, three, four, perhaps at a push, where we're more attractive. Uh, sorry, they're more attractive than what we are, because yeah. people know that we're going in the right direction. And in two or three years' time, I do think we'll look unrecognizable. So for the player to be, you know, um, have the option of joining Newcastle, um, winning first trophy since 1969, why, why would you not want to be a part of that? And if you if you're in a team where everyone seems happy. The fans are absolutely fantastic. They sell out every week. Why would why would you not want to come to Newcastle? But equally, I can also see why Arsenal would be attractive because you know they've got the fantastic stadium and um you know all that all that history. And Arsenal too have got a pretty exciting project under Mikel Arteta. But there's no reason why we couldn't get him. Put it that way.
0: No, uh, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. And, and you know, for all we know, uh, and this is the thing, is that in the summer where we were on an even keel with everybody and nobody knew where Newcastle were potentially going to go this season. And it maybe was seen from his perspective, from Yuri Tilleman's perspective, is that um, it might not have been the right move. But looking at Newcastle United third in the league now, you can see where Newcastle are going. You can see the type of football we were playing. He was he saw it firsthand on Boxing Day and, and, and the rings were round round him because the midfield was that good. Now... Is that something that makes him think, you know what, this is a team that could potentially get Champions in football, which is what I want. This is a team that are building to win something, which is what I want. The difference for me, and any Arsenal fans in the chat and anyone that watching might not like this, I'll talk about it with Dan Potts, well we both will, with Dan Potts in the in the away day build-up um, for the 3rd of uh, January, in that. Although also at the top of the league right now and doing really, really well, I think long-term Newcastle United can sustain what they're doing right now because they've got the financial backing to sustain what they're doing. Um, and I think that maybe is something that he might consider. Could be wrong, just my opinion, um, but I'm just throwing that out there as well. But what was one that was really interesting, and I want to get both your thoughts on this, um, is that there was also a link in there with um, Mois Casado, Now, he, for me, is a player. He is a proper, proper number six. They lost, Brighton lost Basuma to Tottenham for 30 million and and have got their ready-made replacement there that they brought in this season that arguably, in my opinion, is better than what they had previously. Now, he's only just signed for the club. He's been there a short period of time was very, very good against Newcastle. What are your thoughts on this? Graham, I'll start with you about the potential of Mois Casino because we're not the only suitors. He is attracting interest from a lot of clubs right now.
1: Yeah, I'll be doing a piece on him later this week, actually. Um, he's a wonderful talent. Him him, and Alexis McAllister, Brighton are really... Um, their scouts have been wonderful. I don't think there's any chance... Well, I say that. One of them might... Go in January. I think more likely to be Alexis because his agent and his father are really pushing him mm. to everyone, anyone, everyone. And I think Newcastle will probably have an interest in McAllister as well, given Dan Ashworth's history. You know, Dan Ashworth knows all about him, and 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 you know, although I, I do think Madison's a likely if you're going to pay 40, 50 million pounds for someone, it's more likely to be Madison than McAllister at this point. But yeah, is a wonderful player, he does have a lot of suitors, and you know, the likes of Liverpool. Uh, United have looked at him a long time. United tried to sign him before he went to Brighton. And he chose to go to Brighton for his development. I thought he had a fantastic World Cup. Yeah. And and yeah, he's a player who Newcastle should be looking at. I don't see in any way, shape, or form he moves in January at all. I, I he won't be moving in January. and it's a lot of money to pay. I think I think Brighton would be the asking Ben White money for him. And he's better than Basuma, as you say, Pete. So it'd be m- nearer fifty. I think for McAllister as well, it'd be near a fifty as well. So I think there's definitely Newcastle interest in both players. Um, again, one for the summer um, for him. Okay. Chris, Graham,
0: she said potentially 40, 50 million for Moise Casado. We need a number six. It, it, it's been well documented that that's a, a position we need to strengthen. Would you pay that sort of money for him? Or what, what What have we seen of Mois Casino so far?
2: Oh, mate, I pulled the money down right away. Right away. I mean, I know he's not been in the Premier League all that long, but again, he's a good age. Um, I'm sure Dan Ashworth, Dan Ashworth knows all about him. Yeah. Um, the, I forget. I'm saying I forget which game it was. I think. I think it was. I think was it last season or was it this season where he literally stifled Bruno. He started. Yeah, it was stifled a, yeah. Bruno. For, was it first game of the season? Was, it this was it? season?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Second, second game at the
2: end. Yeah. Amb- yeah. 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 At- oh. Yeah, he, he absolutely stifled Bruno, and I just thought, you know, he's getting loads of applause. I think I also watched uh, Brighton play Man United, and he just dominated the midfield. Absolutely dominated the midfield, When you think. You know, they've got, I know people, um, you know, criticise Man United at times, but, you know, they've got the likes of Bruno Fernandes in there, and I think I think Fred was in there, and I don't think Casemirova joined at that point, but it was just the way that he was bossing the midfield, and I thought, this is little old Brighton. And this young Ecuadorian lads come in, and he was just he was everywhere, and I've, he had a he had a fairly decent World Cup as well, didn't he? You know, he, he he put in some decent performances. Ecuador looked like you know they were gonna they were gonna do something um, during the World Cup. So for me, yeah, I think if you if you if you're putting if you're talking forty fifty million for an established number six that you know can hit the ground within in the Premier League because they've you know played there for the last. <coughs> I, I think I think you've got to be interested in them and the fact that other clubs are sniffing around them as well, I think that tells you all you need to know.
0: You know what? I'm so glad you said it Chris, because I was going to mention it as well in that that game at the Amex was the only game this season that I've watched Bruno Camerrez and felt that a, a player in the same position as him had his number. He, the amount of times he lost the ball in, in, in possession because of Casado was was, was surprising to me. Um, yeah. and I, if you remember in the review show, um, I actually mentioned that I didn't think Bruno that was Bruno's worst game that he's had for Newcastle, I thought he was really poor that day. Um, and it was because Moise Casado just constantly hounded him now. You imagine Moise Casado as the number six, doing that hounding role and allowing Bruno further forward to just control and dominate the game, get forward into the box and to do that business. That is that is a midfield that just has everything. You know, you've got then the Joe Willock or a Joe Linton as your alternative number eight. Um, you've got a real kind of strong physical, dynamic, creative midfield there that, that can score goals um, but equally make it very, very difficult. Now, um, to be fair, Yano's brought up a really good point just, just a second ago and he said, you know, we brought Dan Ashworth um, in to recruit players like Casado, um, um, who Brighton got for 4.2 million. If we're going to buy 50, 60 million pound players, we don't need Dan Ashworth. And it's, it's an interesting point. Um, because, you know, you could argue that, you know, we bought Dan Ashworth to, to come and bring in those cheaper alternatives that could become bigger players. But equally, it, it, and I, I may be wrong here, we also need someone that's a very, very good negotiator, which we know Dan
1: Ashworth is. What do you think about that comic, Graham? Um, I, I, no, as I said at the start, the show, it's all about recruitment. Dan Ashworth hasn't been brought in to buy bargains for Newcastle United. He's been brought in to build the potential championship winning squad. If, you know, Brighton can never, won't sign 40, 50 million pound players. Newcastle will, uh, they can and will. So if it, it's up to him now, he's stepping up. And if he thinks Casido is worth 40 million, 50 million, he will spend that. And and then the, I'm talking about Diana and Brighton. Let's not forget a third Brighton player in Leandro Trossard who again could be a villain in January. A player who I think would tick a lot of boxes in that final third role. He's had a wonderful season. Um, so yeah, I, I, th- I think Brighton may let one go. I don't see it being Casido. McAllister signed a new deal before the World Cup. So if we get a silly offer for McAllister, maybe, but I don't see it. But I think Trossard could be the most likely one. Obviously, he's out of contract in the summer but they've got an option on him. But um to get a good favour of him so I wouldn't I could keep down Trossard as well.
0: Interesting. Um and yeah we you we, we already had the picture ready um uh, Daz was on the button as always and Trossard was was a player weeks weeks ago during the beginning of the World Cup where um, he was mentioned as a potential Newcastle target and again you know we've talked about Marcus teram in that position. Trossard's been outstanding as you mentioned um, in that position this season for, for Brighton. But um, there's one other of those number six that was mentioned that some people may not know too much about. Um, and, you know, we've talked about his brother already, and it, and it's Kefram um, Turan, uh, who plays as a number six at Nice. Um, I don't know how much you guys know know about him, um, Graham and Chris. I'll start with you, you Graham. Um, do you know too much about uh, Kefram Turan?
1: I've come across him. A few people have mentioned him to me. Um, I'm told he's more of a... Um, not very much in a midfield role rather than a holding player. He's obviously come up on the scouts list. I don't see... I think he's more of a project signing. You know, I think he's one who's performing well in France. Could be brought in on on a bit of a budget, but he has to be better uh, than what Newcastle have, you know? Um, you can't stand in the way of some of the players. And, you know, 21, he... 21. He's not starting every game for Nice, you know. Um, I think he's very much one one for the future. And, and we see that Newcastle looking, you know, Franca from from Flamengo um, has been looked at. Obviously, he's more of a, an attacking midfielder. But Newcastle scouring the market, you know, said so we they missed out on Andrea Santos to Chelsea, which wasn't a huge shock. Um, given what they're doing in the market now. And because Brazil now is becoming a hunting ground for everyone. You know, Brexit has been for the rights and wrongs of Brexit, but that has opened up the South American market massively for a lot of clubs. And Newcastle one of those who have permanent scouts out there at the moment. And so it wouldn't surprise me if, if they're backing for some a Brazilian, says Pablo Maia, it's um, Sao Paulo, who's attracted a lot of attention as well. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that these young young French midfielders have been looked at, you know. It's um, it's obviously a market that Dan Ashworth knows well. And so I think you'll see... But The thing is, with these players, and I know in the comments, we should be saying players like Casido now, but the the trajectory from Newcastle reserves in the first team is a lot steeper than Brighton's reserves in the first team. And we have to consider that as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you know too much about uh, Kefram uh, Taram with regards to you know his ability and what you maybe have seen from from Nice, but you know is he a sort of player that you would look at? Like he's twenty one years old. Um, you know, Graham's right. He, he he hasn't started every game for for Nice, but when he when he has played, he's he's looked good. Six foot four, big physical player uh can put himself around. Um, you know, how how much have you seen of him? Do you know too much
2: about him? Well when you brought it up I was thinking please go to Graham first. Because <laughs> no. I was just gonna go, no, I haven't I'll be honest, Pete. My I, I suppose my only concern about him is I I I've read up a little bit on him the other day and apparently from what I have read, um, you know, he, he travels a lot with the ball and it's more like his stature, his power. And like he, he can travel distance with the ball and difficult to shrug off. But it reminds me maybe a bit of Joe Linton. Maybe, maybe he's a bit in, you know, that, that kind of ilk. Um, I suppose my only concern about him is like, this is the first I've heard of him and he's 21. And I'm thinking, well, why is that? Like Marcus Churam, i've heard of marcus Tram and you know he was um he was getting rave reviews at much and gladback even before he got in the france squad and the fact that he even got in the france squad kind of tells you its own thing and i think marcus trams what 25 23 25, 25 something like that yeah. Yeah. um so the fact that we're only just hearing about him now would concern me a little bit um when there's other players you know that are get that names that are getting thrown around and you know it seems that most of Europe are after them so that would be my only concern but again you know i'm just wondering whether it is a little bit of paper talk and the fact that you know he is a chem and maybe it's just another another link um because obviously we're interested in his brother and obviously his, his dad um you know was a fantastic footballer um not to say that i rule him out or anything like that but I couldn't. I couldn't sit here and tell you I know all about him because I genuinely don't. And that—that's what concerns me a little bit. Like, if he was that good, why is it taken until now to hear about him? That would be my only thing.
0: Yeah, he looks like he's only just come on the scene this season. Uh, he's played football previously, but I think it's this season where people have started to talk about him as a wow. Like he's he's got potential. He's twenty one. I think his brother's been talked about a little bit as well, so they've brought him to the forefront. He is one for the future. There's no doubt about it. But um, it's definitely one um, that Newcastle, you know, in this current market, would want to consider. I mean, I I was on a review show with with the Leicester Channel. Uh, last night, in fact. And one of the one things they mentioned about Newcastle United when we played them on Boxing Day was how big and physical we were. We had Bachman, we had Dan Byrne, we had Joe Linton, we had big, strong players, Chris Wood in there. We had those big, physical, tall, strong players to dominate. You know, not only are they just big and physical and, and are good in the air and strong, but they've got, they're athletic, they can get around the pitch. This guy can do that, and he would fit that mould of that midfield really, really well. Um, obviously, he's got areas of development, of course, but it's just something to consider. And like I say, it's definitely one for the future. It's, it's you know, if you get him now, you get him cheap, and you get anyhow working with him potentially. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot to work on. Uh, at this moment in time. I uh, just before i come on to my... Go on, go on, Chris.
2: No, I was just going to say, Pete, I mean, this this is the nice thing nowadays, though, isn't it? If, if ever we bring in a youngster or if ever we bring in, you know, a bit of an unknown, the nice thing is we know that we've done the homework on them. It's not just we've gone, oh, let's have a go of him, let's bring him in. You know, we know that they'll have watched them a few times. We'll know that they'll have studied them, looked at the stats, looked at the potential, got scouting reports, checked out, you know, on the personality everything everything to do with the player so to a degree you know if we sign this um you know this lad tomorrow i'd be i'd be more than happy with that because obviously i know that it's you know we've not just signed him on a whim or because he's had a, you know a couple of good games and we've just happened to be there watching him there'll have been a lot of uh, detailed work done to look into him, so don't get me wrong if Eddie Howe and Dan Ashworth and co think he's good enough for Newcastle then I'm, I'm more than happy and obviously I'm excited by anyone that we bring through the door because I know that gone are the years where we just kind of see someone and go oh yeah he'll do, we'll bring him in and there's no background checks done on them, so
0: Definitely, uh, that is for sure Um, If you haven't
2: already click the like button
0: to this show, it means more people can can see the show and and. See the discussion um, of the fully loaded transfer show. Um, I think Daz has tweeted or put, put a message out saying there's only 67 um, likes <laughs> at this moment, um, and we've got 350 plus in the chat. So, everyone, right now, just click that like button, come and show your support. Let's try and get up to 300 plus before the end of the show, and that'll be amazing. And of course, if you haven't already, click that subscribe button. It only takes a second. I'll tell you what it means the world to us um, if you're able to show your support for Loaded Mag and UFC. Let's get as well on the way to nailing that 100 subscribers and hitting that 5K um, to become um, a, a 5K um, channel um, because we'll continue to build and continue to work as we go along. Um, so, yeah, show your support for us and everything that we're doing at Loaded Mag and UFC. Um, the, the last one from from the midfield section um, is Manu Kone. Um, and he was also mentioned. Now, we've just talked about Kefram Taram, who is a player that is young, only just coming into the, into the reckoning, only just being talked about. But Manu Kone, Chris, if you remember, is a player that we talked about in the summer. Um, yeah. as a potential as a number 6 now um he is again um, you know putting in some really good performances for munchen gladbach and you know he's a player that could really enhance um our particular our our number 6 position in particular graham how much do you know about manu kone um is this one more of a tentative link or is it um uh, or is it something that could maybe um develop into something
1: no, I think I think they've been regularly watching him. He's one who's impressed. Obviously, we know they've been watching Marcus um over the last six months, so it's no surprise that if someone in the same team is playing well, they would take notice. Um, it's happened with Andre Santos and the young striker Egivaldo, um, I can't remember his, his name, the striker, but it does happen when you watch a team and someone else catches the eye. Yeah. Um, I think he's one for the future. This, you know, to parachute a 21 year old in January, I can't see anyhow doing that, to be honest. I think, as I if if a midfielder experience is there to help bolster this team in January, I think that's what he'll do. You know, FFP, they'd like to get a few of these squad players out to do this. Um, And and we'll see where they go. You know, there's a few players out there linked, but yeah, this corner is one. Yeah, he's he's one part of the project, you know. Um, I don't see, again, back wanting to lose lose Kony at this point, but you never know. Every, every, especially in Bundesliga, every player has his price. But you know, Newcastle um, have to be careful with FFP. But there's ways and means around for Newcastle. You know, if if it did a permanent day in January, I imagine it would be technically a loan with an obligation. So, it, in in all sense of it word, it'd be a permanent deal, but it'd be wrapped up as a loan deal to get them through this. So there is ways and means um, for them to do this. You know if Madison becomes available, I think they would do it. But Kone is one of those, yeah, who, who they like. Hey, if he if he became available at a good price, I think they would do it. But I don't see him being available at a knockdown price in January.
0: Interesting. Interesting one to look at. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of him, um, Chris, uh, Manu Kone. Um, I just love how infectious he is in terms of, you know, he just hounds players for the ball. He reminds me a little bit, um, maybe more <laughs> refined and, and better on the ball, but um, of, of Chetiotte. Just that he's just got that infectious nature. If he just hunts players down constantly, um, good good retriever of the ball. Um, is that the type of player that we need in that number six, though, or, or do we need more of a, an elegance like a, a, a Bruno type number six? What type of number six do you, are you looking for?
2: It's a really good question, Pete. For me, it would have to be someone who's all action, but you want someone who's also got that intelligence. We've we've spoken about it previously, Pete, how, you know, our midfield three is very uh, fluid. So, like, you know, if someone pushes up, someone's coming back to defend, that's the advantage of having someone like Bruno, someone who's really, really, um, you know, He's got the football and brain, hasn't he? And even with Joe Linton, Joe Linton's exactly the same. You know, they will cover each other. Um, but not not just the football and brain, but also like the work rate and the effort. And the thing about uh, Manu Kone, which again I've not seen loads of Manu Kone, but I've seen bits of him, is that he seems really like tenacious and like a bit like a dog with a bone. He'll just keep going and going and going. And you need someone who's kind of all action, and especially in the Premier League with the way that it is nowadays great to have technical players but also you want the work rate you want the effort and if you've got players who run all day for you they can be coached they can be taught how to you know when to go in certain positions when to hold when to wait when to kind of like try and sniff out trouble and if you've got someone who's trying to put out all little fires that are potentially you know coming up then you're halfway there aren't you so if you've got a player like him um then why, why not why not go for it
0: no, um, I, I, I would agree. It's um, He's a player that I think w- would develop into a top, top player. And although there are other quality number sixes that we've been linked to, I, I think he, whoever he goes to next, I think he develops into a player um, that plays at the top level. I really do. Um, he's one of them that, that's got the potential to, to really, really hit the heights. I think he's 21 years old. Um I think uh, brilliant age, and I think he's ready for the next step. uh, Personally, in in, in my opinion, but. let's see how that, that materialises but it's key, it's clear to say uh, from what we've talked about from those recent players, those four or five players is that we are looking for that number six, that type of midfielder in, in that position, that's what we're looking for so let's keep an eye on that I'm sure we'll be talking more about it as the, as the, um, as the weeks go on uh, in the January transfer window and I have to just throw this out there because I talked about everyone clicking that like button, uh, Daz has gone one further and he's gone, look let's get to 200 likes, that means we're getting top six. If we get to 250 likes, that's top four. 350 likes, we're winning the league. 400 likes, we're doing a league and cup double. And 500 likes, <laughs> we're going for the treble. And Yano's come back with 600 likes and Daz getting a tattoo. And I'm, and I'm keeping him to that one. Um, yeah. So that's, that's all out there. So everyone hit those likes right now. You know what to do. particularly for this one, this comment that's just here, right there. Um, Superb. Look, I've given you guys an hour. I've done my very best. I apologise, but there's only one guy we need to come to, and I know Graham's got an opinion on this man here, and it's uh, um, the, the guy I would like. I'm not saying he's definitely coming to Newcastle in January or even in the summer. He's the one I would like the most. And it's James Madison. Um, and you know, you put an article out um, uh, a week or so ago, and you said, um, "Graham, James Madison uh, remains firmly in Newcastle's sights for 2023." Just talk to us about, you know, how this, how this, you know, potential transfer is kind of like developed over the World Cup period, uh, and where it's at right now from your perspective.
1: Yeah, so obviously Newcastle were in, in the summer, and I know I know some people were, weren't were thought it may have been a bit of publicity for Madison's agents, but you no, know, Newcastle been getting encouragement here. Um He hasn't signed a new deal at Leicester. We know he's he's probably itching for that move now. We saw he did get the England squad, but he didn't start, and yeah, I, I know Newcastle they love him, they really do. They think he's got everything. He's he's. Potentially, he's one of be. Well, he is currently on form, one of the best number tens in the Premier League. Why, why wouldn't you want him? I think he's all action. You know, he was linked to Arsenal um, quite a, quite a bit, but I think this Newcastle as a project is appealing to him now. He knows you're a top six, top eight, even top four team maybe, and he can really help kick on. I think getting someone like him is is more important than getting a number six. I really do. I think you got to trust in Bruno, Bruno staying fit. Dogged defensive. This I said, this is the type of player you need. Um, I watched a lot of Newcastle games during the season. Um, and, you know, Al- Almiron's kicked on, he's helped to break the deadlock, but you know, I I can can you I don't personally need Almiron continues sort of form the whole season. Like, hey, if he did, he's he's win the golden ball. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I you need someone like this, and this is this is the next this is the next level player, you know. My, Bruno and James Madison that midfield, yeah. You know, we like Joel Inton, etc. But James Madison in there with Bruno. Is and in, in I, I think I think they'll try in January, but I just don't think Leicester will will do it. Um, I don't think they'll agree to sell. But it's again, if you don't actually don't get um, Leicester aren't desperate in any the money, but we do need to do it. Uh, the Leicester, remember, Leicester had that issue where they they had too many players and they've still got that issue. Um, the squad is massive, they've got a big wage bill there. they have got to give Madison a huge new deal, and that's one thing. Newcastle, if you are, you're going to pay a club record fee for this player. He'll be wanting a lot of money, but if you're paying 50 million pounds for a player, you're gonna have to pay him 50 million pounds wages. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If you, if you, if, you, if you, you, you can't, you can't, for you know, I don't imagine they are, but you can't, you can't. I imagine Eddie Howe will be telling Madison that he thinks he's the best number 10 in the league and then shortchange him. I don't think for one second they will, I think they'll know fine well. What it takes—that's how how these things work. You know, it's not it's not a football manager game. You don't bid and then find out. They know fine well what it'll take to get James Madison. And so I, I agree. I, I I love him as a player. I think he'd be a fantastic fit for Newcastle, and and they do like him a lot. And you know, if I if I was putting my money on joining anyone in 2023, it would be firmly Newcastle.
0: Interesting. Um, so yeah, not not saying January as such, Chris, but. Um, but saying yeah, it's quite clear that, that, that from Graham's perspective, Newcastle are really, really keen on Madison. Um, I'm keen on Madison. I want him at Newcastle for the points that, that Graham's made. I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's a statement signing. Um, are you of the same mindset or, or would you prioritise a number six or another position for that matter? Hold on. I think you're on mute. One second. Me
2: sorry sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Madison kind of falls in the same bracket as Tielemans for me. I think you can't knock him back. Like if Madison's available, you go and get him. Um, and uh, in many ways, Madison. I think I prefer Madison over Tielemans because I think Madison. Madison's the type of player that I think he probably looks around and thinks, you know what, I could do better. I did. I did he,
1: get them. Get them both, Chris. What double sign that be? <sighs>
2: I don't I, I don't think we would. I don't think we would. But um hey again, I wouldn't I wouldn't knock both of them back. Do you know what I mean, Graham? Like I think I think uh, Madison would be my preferred one of the two. Um because I, I just think I think he can push on and go to a different level. Um, you know, especially in an Eddie Howe side who's so, you know, progressive and quick with the ball. And with James Madison, you've also got that set piece threat as well. Mm. I think that would just add an extra dimension to him. But um but yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Peter. I'd love, I'd love us to shame, uh, sign James Madison, and uh, I think, I think if we did as well, like <laughs> that would that would make you one of the happiest people in Leicester, would it not?
0: It would. Um, I, I've already, I've already got Leicester fans that are shaking at the thought of of them losing <laughs> Madison, particularly after Boxing Day, because it was very, very clear to me. And I'm sure to many other Newcastle fans watching that without James Madison, Leicester are not the same team. And for a lot of Leicester fans, they were saying exactly the same: is that without James Madison, they are not the same team. And um, you know, you see Madison in the crowd, and I mentioned it on the review show, and he's sitting there, and he's like, when he "I think he gettable, get up a lot, guys." One what? thing as
1: well with Leicester, with with Harvey Barnes and Chisbey Hall, two two wonderful players as well. Also, although there would be a lot weaker team. They wouldn't be left too short-handed, if you not know I mean. They've, they've almost got a, the riches they've got in their midfield is spectacular. So by selling Madison, ban, I love bands and Juspi Hall as well. I think they're absolutely yeah. spectacular. So I think that that's what makes Madison that bit more attainable. I think. Yeah, it's it, you absolutely. I mean,
0: look, I would say, I would say personally, this season, Madison's been influential for them. Oh, we, he's we, the best
1: player. I oh, don't get right. He's the best out that far in the midfield. Telemans. Jewsby Hall and Barnes—he's all day long the one you're taking, but obviously he's the one you make. Uh, obviously, then it, I guess they would see it would allow Jewsby Hall and Barnes to progress. So I think Barnes could potentially get to that level quite easily, but yeah. You know, by yeah. But I think Madison served his time now, hasn't he, with Leicester? And I think I think the time is right for him to move.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point, and they need to get something for him because mm. I, just, I just think, I, I just personally think injury. In, Unlike Tillemans, in Jan, sorry in the summer, I don't think teams are going to put anywhere near the sort of money that Leicester will want for James Madison. But James Madison could come out of this season with you know with, with crazy golden assist records. We, we we know he was hitting in the the the, um, the golden assist records he was hitting in the twenties last season, and um, he's well on his way to doing the, the same again this season, albeit for for a um, current knee injury. I just think. That with the money they're going to want for him, they're not going to get that money in the summer, and and they could get that money now from Newcastle. And I think Newcastle could hit potentially hit a deal in January. I think it would be a lot difficult, a lot more difficult in the summer to get him because a lot of other teams may be interested. I know, Graham, you mentioned that you you think you know um, Newcastle are kind of at the head of the table and may well be, but I just think getting him now when we're at our strongest which is right now third in the Premier League, would be the perfect time to really project us on to continue this fantastic form. I still think we'll continue it to a point anyway, but adding someone like Madison could just really give the whole club, the players, the squad, a lift, knowing we've brought in a player of his his calibre. And this is why I just think it's such an important signing if we can get it done.
2: Bame, do you think just to just to on the subject of Madison, which is our favorite subject at the minute because we we just love talking James Madison, don't we? Um, do you think there's anything in the fact that you know he's taken so long to come back, uh, following the World Cup? Do you think the fact that he's you know he was in the stands and obviously you know the camera zooming in on him and he you know he's he's typically not going to look happy because obviously Leicester were getting played off the park at the time, but do you think there's any do you think there's Anything for us to think that you know maybe something's happened already, or maybe something's gonna happen? Or, like, if you were a betting man, would you say that James Madison will be a Newcastle player more likely come the end of January or the end of this season? If 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 I pushed you for it,
1: it's a tough one, I, th- I think they will try in January, certainly. And you know, Newcastle are getting very good at um. From within the club, playing things down, and and then let's let's forget that we saw the other Alexander Isak. The struck when when the deal was there. I think if a Madison deal is there to be had, I think I'll do it. I don't think Madison will necessarily demand a move in January because he knows he'll get one in the summer. Um So yeah, I, th- I think next few weeks will tell us a lot, and we'll see what comes out from both clubs. But I think Newcastle will be pushing pushing the door. See how far see how far a giant goes, and it, and if there's a real chink of light, they'll go for it. And um, not just for Madison but a few, you know, Newcastle are, um they're making sure that all the Premier League clubs know they've got problems with FFP, they may not start anyone and et cetera, et cetera, which is a good it's the right sort of PR to do. And um yeah, if I was putting my money on it, it I'd say more likely summer, but I'd only say 60-40. I think it wouldn't take much. If Leicester had a change of mind, Newcastle would do it and drop the hat. Yeah. So it's all on Leicester. See, I don't think Taylor will go this month. I think they'll get them they'll get out of him what they can. But I think, yeah, there's trying, if if we see Leicester sign one of these World Cup midfielders, as I said we spoke about the boy from Morocco, if we going to get him, there's a chance. So yeah. Um, but I think next few weeks will be crucial in that, you know, behind the scenes Newcastle will be having a lot of conversations about this and seeing where Leicester's situation is, seeing where they are. Mm. And and if it as I said if there's any chink of light that they, they will try.
2: Yeah. And let's be clear as well, Graham. You know, they can't they can't allow surely for another Telemans situation, where you know Tielemans mm. now he's only got six months left, hasn't he? And come the end of the season, Madison's only going to have a year. And yeah. by the sounds of it, Madison's made it pretty clear he's not going to sign a new deal. So Leicester either do the deal now at the eighteen month eighteen month mark, or they wait until the end of the season when there's the whole summer. But surely the price will drop another 10, 15 million maybe.
1: Um, yeah, I'm not sure about the price dropping, really. You know, because obviously they hope to get an auction going, and, that, and that's obviously mm. you know, um, you, you, there's there's teams who we don't see see getting in the mix. You know, do do Villa spending money? Do the United come in from it? There's all, all sorts of um, of, of, of other other clubs could emerge, and as Pete says. It, it, you need to try and do that now. You can never tell, can you? Look at Chelsea when they didn't get Chumani um 18 months ago when they should have. It, yeah. If the players are there, you do it now as says Manchester United have learned their lesson. Well, they don't learn lessons. So when Gakpo was there, you do the deal. <laughs> if this deal's there, you, you do it. It's what Chelsea we see we see with Chelsea and, and now they've Chelsea have learned the lesson, which is what clubs should do. And Kunku deal was there to be done, they did it. They tried with Gabard, you yeah. all just missed it. It's one for the summer, but if the deal's there to be done, do it. And 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 you know, even if Leicester said do a deal now and you'll move in the summer, you do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Look, I'm I'm in agreement. Get the deal done now. Lots of people in the chat have agreed. Get that deal done now. Strike while the iron's hot. You know, get those sort of players that you can attract to the club because we're high and riding high in the league and those sort of players will I think you've
1: got some Sunderland fans in the chat, the ones who are suggesting you buy Fred.
0: I'm not not seeing them, but geez, no. No way do we need Fred at Newcastle United. Uh, There is no doubt. Maybe
1: Fred the Red is a mascot and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. God,
0: yeah, rather have him than, than the actual Fred in there. That That is for sure. But look, uh, lots of people saying, um, loading mag NUFC, great show. Thank you, Belly 81. And um, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and come and watch us um, uh, on a regular basis because, look. We aren't stopping here. We've got more shows to come, more transfer shows, more, more away day shows, so much more to come all Newcastle United that we're going to be continuing um, to throw your way. So uh, come and join the Loaded family. That's for sure. Daz is keeping an eye on the likes. We're on 150, top 10 for us so far. Do the right thing. Click those likes. And while you're there, click that subscribe button. Come and join, come and join the Loaded family on a regular basis. That is for sure. And some questions coming in. Like Chris Dawson said, Shelby push cash for Madison. Could that be a sweetener? You would send Shelby that way because he's got six months left on his contract as a way of sweetening the deal. What, what, what do, what do you boys think about that? What do you th-
1: think, guys? I think you'd give. I think you would give. Uh... Give Shelby a piggyback down there if that was the case. Leicester, Leicester, Le- Leicester are a good team. They know they know what they're doing in the transfer market. I think they'd more likely ask for someone like Elliot Anderson. You know, I think that's the sort of thing they would do. Um, no, John John would. Um I haven't looked into it, but I can definitely say he's not going to Leicester as part of that deal. Okay, <laughs> well
0: that's only that there. But you know what. Chris Dawson, it's an interesting it's an interesting yeah. point made, uh, definitely. Um, we
1: say, I, I think I, if you threw another <laughs> name in there, if, if you threw a San Maxman name in there... Well, I was just allowed would... to bring
0: it up. Belly81 has put swap yeah. ASM for Madison. Look, Graham, Chris, I'm going to ask you the question. Would you do it?
1: <laughs> I'd, put, I'd, I'd have him in the taxi now if that was offered.
2: Wow. Straight Straight swap.
1: Oh, it would be Sam Maximum plus 30 at least. There's no, as we're saying, James Madison is is the best number 10 in the Premier League. Alan Sam Maximum, when he comes back from Inch, he'll be struggling to get his game for Newcastle. Hmm. He's, I know you guys like him a lot, but he's, you know, he's, he, he. I like him as a player, I like him as a person, but he's just not on that next level where you're going, you know? He he was good. When you guys were at the bottom, battling relegation, great player. You know? Sell him to Southampton. That's his level. Mm. Yeah.
2: Do you you know what? It's so hard because, like, before... (laughs) I noticed a lot, a lot of um, a lot of people in the chat. Peter, I don't know if you picked up on it. A lot of people in the chat were being bemused by what we were saying about Saint Maximin mm-hmm. earlier. And don't get me wrong, I love Alan Saint Maximin. Alan Saint Maximin over the past couple of seasons has been absolutely outstanding for us, and you know he's really helped us. And as Graham said, you know when we were near the bottom of the league, he, he was you, our you that, But life. you were that
1: bad. He, he's your only bright point. Yeah. But now was... you're not in the market for just being entertained. Now you're in the market for trophies. You're That's challenging. Yeah. You're challenging Man City, Liverpool. Arsenal does Alan Sam Maxman frighten any of those teams no he doesn't he doesn't frighten any of the big teams do you know, James, do you know Mad- the, James Madison does do
2: you know the difficulty though Graham Like when you say he doesn't frighten them it's it, it's hard because Alan Sam Maximin on form I mean, we saw what Alan Sam Maximin done to Man City he he absolutely tore Man City apart
1: isn't that the one game in his Newcastle career that he's actually scored against the top four team in his Newcastle career is it um, he has. It's goal scorer. You know, it, it's. I. I. You know, and and I. I love him as a performer, but you know, again, as you said, as you said, he's he's twenty five now. I'm not talking about some twenty one year old up and coming prospect. Twenty five, and you know, he he's he's a decent Premier League player, but that's it.
2: And he splits, he splits. opinion, doesn't he? And like, I suppose the frustration. And so lazy.
1: He's so lazy. Oh, when I wa- honest, honest, I, I he, 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 he angered. I don't like my, I don't like lazy wingers. I really don't. And that's something <laughs> I've grown up with. I really don't like lazy wingers. And, and and I can't remember what game it was. It wasn't the Forest game. It was another one where he spent twenty minutes mourning to to. Um, who's your number two, Teddy Howard? The Who's number two again? Jason. Uh, oh, Matt Yeah. Spent twenty minutes mourning about some challenge that someone had put in on him. And think, I was like, oh, you know. And 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 I think that's the thing where. And I've seen some of the comments, and I I fully agree. with, I don't think Sam Maxman is a, is an Eddie Howe player. I mean, really, He likes him as a person. Not getting away from that, he's a lovely guy. He really is. Yeah. But I said this is part of the process now of you building towards a top four team. So you know he needs to stop talking off the pitch and doing it on it. Where you see Joe Linton Almiron now, we're thinking, yeah. They could potentially be part of our future, not with Sam Maxman. So, you know, um it's not against him, but it's just as I say these deals that you said, Madison is just that he could Madison within that Newcastle team under how could become world class. He could
0: don't ask me the question, Chris, because I'm not answering you. <laughs> I'm not, not giving the answer. It's
1: yeah, it's
2: just hard, isn't it? It is 'cause I I think I think we, we all feel this anyway, Graham. I'm I do not know whether you do, but we all feel like I, I certainly do that. Saint Maximum's ceiling's so high. He, he could go wherever he wants to go. But the trouble is we're what two well no three three seasons into his in, in, in Newcastle career. Chris, I,
1: I I don't see that, Chris. I think he, I think he's at his ceiling now I do not I d I don't I, I Sam, don't see I don't see a ceiling there. Me Almir showing, he's got a bigger ceiling. Well, Answer Maximin, you know he, he's he's just um, no no. I, I don't say. It. I think he's he's a good Premier League player. there's no getting away from that. He has his days, you know. But who you know who 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 are you liking him to in the in the Premier League? We're, we're liking him to maybe a Jack Harrison. And a lot of Newcastle fans are probably have Jack Harrison instead of him. That's the level, isn't it? It's you know he's not. There's not the top four looking at him.
0: What I'll throw to you is that Miguel Amiron. He's had a wonderful season, outstanding. Mm. He's been so good, but 28 years old. So, mm. if we're to, if we're going to persist with someone until they're 28 years old to then produce that type of form, it's someone in sit maximum that we can that we can um, we, we can be maybe persistent with. Now, with Alisson... at this is level though,
1: Pete, like, you won't be. Uh, there's no players at this stage of your progression now. Eddie, you, you want Eddie Howe. As well, remember Eddie Howe now. He's, if you finish top four next season, mm. Eddie Howe won't be afforded to be persistent. If he loses four or five games, he could be out of the job. The pressure is going to be massively on Eddie Howe for the next season, not because he's not good enough, but if you're managing a top four team, as we've seen Chelsea go through managers, we've seen United, you know, it, it's that thing now where Eddie Howe will be under massive, massive pressure if he gets in top four. As, 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 as good as that will be, you know, he is going to have to perform. And will he trust someone like Alan Sam Maximum? He won't i I just say
0: I'd just say let's let's give Alan saint a run of games before we make that decision because he's come back from injury but we like and anyone will know that when Alan Maxman has an injury, he needs games to come back in. Some players don't; they can come straight back into the team and play at the level. Well,
1: it, exactly. at. If he trains like he performs, like he runs in a game, he'll probably take a month to get back to fitness. So uh, he might take, he might take
0: four, four or five games. He, he, you and, and, that, and that's the
1: reason why, guys. I think that they, they, let's not beat around the bush. They're looking for this left-sided player. If Alan maximum was all that, they really wouldn't be looking for him.
0: I, I think that's a fair point. We're looking at strength in all areas. And I just mm-hmm. think that Alice at Maximum, you know, is he a guaranteed start at the moment? No, he, he's not. Because no, he's not. the other players he's are playing not. really, really well. But um, as what's been mentioned by others in the chat before it, and on other shows is that Alice at Maximum, there's no reason why he can't be an impact player. He can't come on and, and affect a game like he did against Bournemouth, for example. He came on and he, in a game that was quite stale and wasn't really going anywhere. He came on and really injected that little emphasis of life into the team and, and raised the levels. And why can he not be that player for the next two or three years? It, does he have to be a starter? No. We're building a squad right now. If he can be a squad player that can come on and, and give you a magic moment here and there, I take that. I'd Did take it. Be that. happy sitting on the bench. Well, this is the thing, you know. Alisson Maximin hasn't moaned since coming back from injury, and he's been coming off the bench three, four, five times now and, and playing that that bench role. He hasn't moaned at all. He the hasn't win, win, the, January,
1: the, January not open, the January window's not open yet, Pete. Plenty of time for it, to do it,
0: that. It, and, and that's the thing, Graham, and it's a great point because if he does start saying those things and starts angling and starts making those comments that traditionally French players do, if he does start doing that, we had it with Moses Azoko, we had it with a number of other French players that were at the club. I've, I've to be fair, Sam, Alistair, Alistair
1: Maxman, he won't be doing it whilst on national duty because he'll never see it. Well,
0: not not at this moment in time. <laughs> no, a like me, he, 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 he's a player that we can um, we, we can build with uh, as a squad player. He, and
1: he's got. You'll forget player. about him, Pete. When Madison's there, you'll forget about him. You, you'll be at ASM Who on the back of your shirt. You'll, you'll quickly forget about him.
0: We've got to get Madison in first ground. That's
2: that's all I'll say on that. that can, sure. I, can I bring in just while I know I know we went slightly off topic, on the CDMs. But this is a player we've not spoke about for a while. And Graham, you'll you'll remember that um, he he came up in conversation. Um, I think it was at the back end. It must have been the back end of the summer transfer window. Is there any more news on Edson Alvarez?
1: Yeah, an interesting one. One of these guys who who didn't have a great World Cup and. Actually, a lot of the talk in Holland was about the boy Guitares at PSV. He was his opposite number. He didn't get games wow. to Mexico, but a lot of clubs were watching Alvarez and PSV. I think beat them in the derby. A lot of teams were coming away liking Guitares actually more. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule Alvarez out. I think he's an interesting character. He could fit in that role as well. I think Guitarez, keep an eye on him. Um, you know, um, I I do wonder how. I've heard. I don't. think. Although we love the South Americans, I don't think anyhow wants to bring in. And I know. And before, I, ever, I know Mexico isn't South America, but you know what I mean. Um, it's Central America. But I think he wants to keep that British Cobb with the spattering of these players. Mm. And but yeah, I think Alvarez is want to keep an eye. You know, West Ham are looking at him because Declan Rice is going to leave um, for Chelsea. Um, in the summer, I thought you were actually going to ask about Enzo Fernandez there, Craig, but Chris, um, who was an interesting one we talked about in the summer. Who, if yeah. you remember, all, all the Holtes,
0: let, let's go to him now. Let's go to <laughs> yeah. Enzo Fernandez. He, you know, the, there, was a, there was an article in, in, in a paper that we won't name, but it was an article that says Benfica fear Newcastle will trigger. Enzo Fernandez's 105 million pound transfer mm. release clause after 88 million bid was rejected. Nobody said who the bid was rejected from. There was there was talks that it was Chelsea, there was talks that it was Liverpool. There was even some small talks, it was actually Newcastle. Nobody knows. But there's a fear there that Newcastle could come in and exercise that release clause in January. Uh, Enzo Fernandez, we know World Cup winner, had a fantastic World Cup, supremely talented player. We know it for firsthand because he Played where, I I believe, I was on holiday at the time, he played when um, Benfica um, and Newcastle played in the friendly in the summer. Um, So therefore, um, he's a player that we know a little bit about. And there's a lot of excitement in the world of football about Enzo Fernandes. 21 years old, um, midfielder, can play that defensive role, but can get forward, energetic, intensity, he's got the lot. What do you know about Enzo Fernandes? Talk to his grandmother.
1: Yeah, he's a player. I've actually been doing a lot of news on for quite a while. Man City looked at him very closely when they tried to do a double deal with Alvarez back uh, twelve months ago, but it didn't happen. And then the summer when Benfica got the deal done, Wolves came very close to getting this boy. They flew over to Buenos Aires um, to get him, but it was ju- they just missed the deal. Um, George Mendes looking after him. The problem, Newcastle will not be paying 105 million release clause because it all has to be paid in one go. And that's the problem in January. For a lot, it's not that Newcastle can't afford it, of course they can. Chelsea can. United, top 12 clubs in Europe can afford it, but it's the balance sheet. And we've been talking about that with Newcastle. George Mendes is talking to Benfica. He's asking for them to do it in installments. Um, Chelsea like this boy a lot. I think they really care. Chelsea, if you notice, they're not in the Bellingham battle. They know he's, he's not going there. So, like, maybe, and they are losing Canteen and Jorginho. So, they're looking at two midfielders and freeing up all sorts of money from letting them two go. So, I think Chelsea are leading this. But <coughs> clearly, a player in Newcastle have looked at. But I said, yeah, you won't be, I'd, unless everything Newcastle say to his journalists is a lie, you won't be paying £105 million for any player in one lump sum. Because it's really hard on, on your on your account sheets, FFP. It'd be so hard to do. So I, I can't see Enzo Fernandez leaving in this January unless Benfica suddenly decide that they want to cash in. And everything I'm tweeting to people at Benfica, they're no mood to sell. They're, and Goncalo Ramos, again. Benfica no they can get more in the summer for this kid. You know, it's a bit similar to, to Vadiol. You know, Vadiol... Leipzig have suddenly, yeah, we're keeping this lad till the summer, and his value is going up and up. Enzo Fernandez, his value is going to go up and up. Benfica are going to win the league, and we'll see it. So, yeah, and and, and expect you know Bellingham, who I don't think will be going to Liverpool, so expect it, them to step up their interest possibly in Fernandez as well. A lot of midfielders are moving around this summer, but yeah, unfortunately, although got a nice link, um, I don't see um, Newcastle being in for this one. But don't worry, you you'll be getting you'll be getting plenty of others who they who they think are just as good. Cough, cough, Mister Madison. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I, do you know what with on Enzo Fernandez? He was another one who, you know, obviously when we were linked to him, my first thought was, you know, when we talked about going for players who are who've got the potential to go up into that higher bracket. Mm. I think he's now in that higher bracket, yeah. and I just don't see us. I don't see us. Not not mm. to say that we couldn't get him money wise, but you know, like we spoke about Casado, if we, if we could do a deal for Casado for fifty million. Mm. He's 21.
1: Yeah, and yeah, no, he's, you you've got to sign his players who, uh, but unfortunately a lot of these teams now where Real Madrid have learned the lesson a lot, where, and it was from the Eden Hazard deal where, and they've spoken about this, Junior Calafat and Florentino Perez sat down saying, we need to be taking these players from source. We we just shouldn't be taking Hazard from Chelsea. We should be taking them from Lille. Well, you're saying something so, so yeah. Madrid take Chumani from Monaco. They're going to go after Bellingham now. You know, they're, they're, they're acting on these deals now, and so Newcastle, there is room to go around. But yeah, um, it'll be really interesting, and we'll, we'll see. So there's lots of lots of players available. We know we know Newcastle like a lot of Leeds players. It wouldn't surprise me to see them linked to Tyler Adams or Weston McKennie at some mm-hmm. point. There's lots mm-hmm. of options out there. Um, you know, was uh, for the summer. You know, k- keep an eye on Jefferson Lerma, for instance. Former 20-year-old we'll player already. How loves. 28 available on free transfer, not saying he's dad, but what a great squad player he would be, addition wise, mm. step up from. And so there's, there'll be lots of links coming. But yeah, um, Enzo Fernand, back to Enzo Fernandez. yeah, I think um, we'll have to wait till summer to see where he goes. But it won't be, I don't see him coming in January unless Benfica have a massive change of heart.
0: Yeah, it's one to keep an eye on. And look, as we know, things can change very, very quickly. new to get Champions League football. We get a, we get the huge sponsorship on the shirt that we expect in the summer. It might allow for us to kind of expand our spending. Let's let's wait and see on that. But it's a really really. That's what
1: say. If you do do a deal in January, it probably won't be for a player who you have to pay release clause for. That's the thing, you know. Whereas if you went as we as we said, if you get Madison for fifty, it'll be instalments, etc. Mm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. You can build that into your financials. Whereas Enzo Fernandez, yeah, you can, clearly. You know, even the biggest clubs in the world would struggle to pay 100 million in January and to get that, unless you're PSG to get through your accountants. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, And there was one link that came out the other day
0: uh, I want to bring to you just before we get to some questions. Um, And it was Ben Jacobs, friend of the channel. In fact, Ben Jacobs said um, about Jao Felix. Um, Challenge um, for all Jao Felix suitors is that he's being offered a straight loan with no option to buy. That means an outlay of 8 million for me. And the 5.3 million net salary. Uh, Felix offered to a number of clubs: Arsenal, Chelsea, Newcastle, and uh, Man United um, and Villa. Um, but a give is needed by Atletico um, Madrid to make the loan more appealing. Do we do? You know, asking both of you, you guys, do do, do you see Jao Felix as a genuine target for Newcastle? Um, you know, we've talked about the Madisonese, these Joe Felix more of a kind of left-sided. He just playing number 10 as well. Is, is he a player that you see coming to Newcastle or is that just Newcastle being linked to a player because we can
1: afford him? I, I think it'd be a very tough sell to Joe Felix, but, you know, he wants to go. Atletico are in a strong position. They don't just want to let him go. So what they're offering, Ben is right there, they're, they're offering either, either a loan with no option whatsoever or a loan with an obligation. So there won't be a loan with an option, available they're, they're doing it either way so if he comes say if someone takes him on loan scores 10 goals and if you haven't taken the option you're not going to get him back that's what I look at but he's on a lot a lot of money there you know they paid an awful lot of money 120 130 million pound for him it's a very it's the same reason you can like pulisic you know he's he, pulisic is on a huge amount of money on, on over two hundred pound a week at chelsea yeah. And and obviously Newcastle are challenging Chelsea now, so that's probably another issue there as well. But for some of these loan deals, they really are expensive. And I think yeah, Newcastle, Mendes he's, he, as he did with Ronaldo, he's letting Newcastle know um, it's not the options there if you want to talk, etc. Um, you know, Newcastle are now in those when we talk about a dozen teams in Europe who can afford players, Newcastle uh, are probably they're probably being cc'd on these emails now. You know, <laughs> they're in the they're in the conversation, and but. Yeah, Joe Felix. It's a it's a really really tough one. Um, yeah, and I just yeah, Kevin I'll I, I will we'll touch on coverage really in a minute, but yeah, He says there's more chance of getting Joe Felix. But yeah, he wants to come, he wants to move. He's not happy there at all. So you know, if if Newcastle really really wanted him, they could do it. But do you want to sign someone with that obligation, and he doesn't do anything? It's a hugely risky deal. Chris. Char Felix,
0: do you agree with um, do you agree with uh, Graham with with his opinions? Difficult deal to make. Would you take him?
2: Yeah, it's a difficult deal to make, and unfortunately, again, when we're talking about caliber and players being up there, um, I mean, imagine the wages he'd be on. Yeah, he, he, he's basically. another one who would
1: smash. Yeah, sm- you're smashing the structure. And, and, and with these deals, remember, when these contracts, he, if he's signing when he first arrived on 220, there's incremental things now where he's going to be on well over 250, if not more. Now, at mm-hmm. this point, you know I mean? all players have this. where That's why a lot of these clubs have problems moving these players on, even with Newcastle and, the, and these squad players, because the contracts are going up and up during the length of the deal. That's why sometimes it's harder than you think to get rid of some of these players. Because they don't want to yeah. go either. Because they're getting extra money every year. Yeah,
2: yeah. This is the this is the difficulty, isn't it? I mean, it, it does sound. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say no. And I know it sounds mad saying no to Jao Felix, who you know is a fantastic player, um, and he's at a good age as well. But I just don't. I just don't. I don't know. No, I just. I. I think. I think he's reached that pinnacle. And again, I think he would see a move to Newcastle as a step down, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. So, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't take Shao Felix. People may think I'm mad saying that, but I wouldn't.
0: Not mad at all. We're looking for players that are going to fit the system, fit the club, fit the squad, um, be the right fit um, you know, for us. And it, no matter how high profile the player is, you know, we had the conversation about Cristiano Ronaldo and every Newcastle United fan was like, no, we don't want that type of player at this club right now. You know, as a as a high as a high profile player, of, co- uh, of course, most clubs would want Cristiano Ronaldo. But actually, for what we're building, not the right fit. So, not wrong at all with, with regards to that. Um, that's for sure. Now, one player, um, one player that's that has been talked about, and I think I've starred a question. Actually, um, it's from Kean. Um, and it said just now apparently Newcastle representatives are in Brazil to finalize a deal for Mateus Franca. So uh, I think you'd mentioned him um, earlier on, Graham, with regards to a player that we we were looking at and potentially doing a deal. Uh, Mateus Franca, do you know too much about him? Um, you know what's the likelihood of that deal being done over the course
1: of? Yeah, it, it's a play, it's a player to like. You know, it, it, I think Newcastle I've spoken to. Um, it's Flamengo, isn't he? Um, He's potentially available, but no. I I think the thing with him is he's got a lot of admirers. Um, I think Flamengo in two minds about selling him. Um, I don't think he's going to be that cheap. Um, but yeah, there's a few clubs who want him, and he's more of a striker as well. I I I, I I'm I'm not sure about this one. I think he'd be um, I'm not I think he would fit in, but to ask him to come in in January, I think it's a huge um, it'd be a huge ask. Um, to come into the Premier League as well. Um, I wonder really, as we know Newcastle Scouts, Steve Nixon especially, he's got a fantastic knowledge of Brazilian football at the minute. And and yeah, um I think I think it's one where they may try and do for the summer as well. I don't think it's one you'd sign and bring him in January to make a massive impact. I mean, he's more of a forward he, he's not a six as as we know. Um, and 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 there's other teams in for him, you know we know Porto in for him, Benfica we've heard as well. So yeah, um a tough one. Um I I think it's doable I and mean, then we know they like him, but I'm I am i am not not a hundred percent sure on this one. Um I think the you know, some of these Brazilian clubs do have a habit of say, suggesting a deal is a bit further down the line. Than it is, but there's a definite interest there. But obviously from other clubs as well. So yeah, he's definitely one on the radar and one Newcastle I've talked to. But again, this isn't one of the easier deals to do. This one because Flamengo don't need to sell in. And, and and Flamengo are a really interesting club. They're a bit like Newcastle Brazil. Their fans are absolutely rabid. they they're you know remember Gabby got linked there as well, and, and they are, they they are absolutely crazy these fans. Flamengo are one of the biggest fan bases in Brazil, so it's not always easy to get players out of Flamengo.
0: No, it's a fair point. It's keep an eye on that because we're, we are looking in that Brazilian market. We've been linked with a number of players and, and continue to be linked with players. So we're looking to to do what many other top clubs have done is pick those quality players out out of South America, Brazil in particular, and bring them over. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one. But yeah, thank you, Keen, for, for bringing that one up. Um, look, I have to mention it before we go to questions. Otherwise, PDK will kill me. Um, and... It is uh, Thiago Tiago Armada, um, um at, at Atlanta United, um, where Miguel Amiron played. Um, Argentinian international plays in sort of like that number 10 position. Six, uh, I think it's six goals, seven assists this season in the MLS. Um, has huge, huge potential. I think he's still really, really young, about 21, 22 years old. Um, Anyone know anything about Thiago uh, Almada, and, and you know, will he come over to Europe at some point?
1: Obviously, D- Darren Eales knows him well. So he did the deal to bring him to Atlant- Atlanta United. So again, I think it's one for the future. This guy, you know, I don't think he's one for January this time. But again, he's on the radar. You know, Almiron, probably one of the best imports in the M- MLS. To be fair, yeah. but it, it, it's one of those. Yeah, it won't. It won't be cheap. But you know, as I said. Down will know the player well, he'll be recommending him. Um, but yeah, I, I thought actually, I thought you were going to ask about really the um, the, the Georgian, at, um, oh. at Napoli. To be fair. Oh, I thought oh. you were going to talk about him, but <laughs> don't I, worry, I was, he's here. Right. There you go, yeah, man. I know you
0: wrote, <laughs> I know you wrote a little something called him. Me and Daz talked about him last week, but yeah, him up again because Daz would be very happy that you brought KK
1: up. Um, um, and
0: um what, what do you know?
1: Oh, guys, this guy is, this is, this is the real deal. If, you were, if you're going to pay 100 million for any player in Europe right now, it'd be this boy. He is currently, I would say, um, and I know some, I I, I I do a lot of foreign stuff as well. This guy is currently probably the best player in Europe. He's that good. He is amazing. This guy is, and I know Newcastle to like 250 million. You'd be looking to get his right boot for that. You know, this is Napoli. He he's going nowhere for fifty million. This guy is, you know, he's gonna he's gonna set all sorts of records. The, he is absolutely unplayable at the minute. He's fantastic. He, he, honestly, I can't. I run out of superlatives about him. You know, um, obviously, I love Musa Diaby, who, who Newcastle played like before. I love Madison, but this guy is living great. And unfortunately, um, I don't think Newcastle will be able to get him. I'll be honest. I, but I, I think oh, this guy already is in the. Is in the City-Real Madrid-Barcelona category. you know, And that's no disrespect to Newcastle, but I think you know, most of the most of Premier League one game, this, this guy is already at that level.
0: Well, look, I think most Newcastle fans will understand that there is a tier at the moment. Financially, we can buy any player in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the reality. But in terms of attracting a player, we are in a tier right now. We are building um, so it is going to be a process, and so I don't think you're you're wrong in saying that at all. I think you're absolutely spot on. But,
1: but if you get a chance to watch this guy, do he's he's seen, absolutely seen a bit of ab- him. Absolutely amazing. He's absolutely yeah.
0: amazing. Seen a bit of him this season, the Champions League. He's just super silky. Uh, and, and to be fair, they, Napoli bought him for like ten million. And,
1: Napoli, and there's a guy who they bought from yeah. um, from Sassoulo who Scamacca went to West Ham but the, the one of my favourite players in Europe was Raspadori, who a wonderful oh. player who went to Napoli as well Super and, and then, so, so Napoli it's all again it, guys it's all about recruitment as we say yeah.
0: Raspadori's. a a talented ball
1: Amazing. Yeah, amazing player.
0: Brilliant. They, they have got some players, there's no doubt about that. But Daz has just put on there, 95 subs away from the 5K. Thank you so much to everyone that subbed tonight. If you haven't already, come and join the Loaded family. Let's get us to 5K ASAP so we can build on from there. And, and, um, Chris, on the third attempt. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, do that. It wasn't very really smooth, was it? it? wasn't really
2: smooth.
0: <laughs> on the third attempt, nailed it, of course. Um, So, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Thank you for your support. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Graham, about KK and Krabashilia, um, super player, Raspadori as well. Um, They've got some top top players at the moment, and thank you, Bruno Gómez. Um, uh, if I'm right and thinking, for, for for firstly watching the show, but secondly for um, putting your uh, your four power forty nine in. Cheers, great, um, uh, Bruno. Sorry, mate did doesn't agree maybe about
1: ASM. stats don't lie, but yeah, if, if he's if he's putting in one as Chris said, if he's putting in one, two, three performances in the season, what's that? That's that's not and to be fair, that's not gonna keep you in any house plans anyway. So yeah. if I was Newcastle fans who love him, I wouldn't I wouldn't go buy an ASM shirt to anytime soon.
0: No, uh, it's all about opinions. And uh, like I say, respect your opinion. It was a good discussion earlier, to be fair, yeah. about the ASM situation. Um, um, I think, um, he's, he's, he's the main, he'll be, he,
1: I think he might be the first major victim, Pete, about that, that Newcastle progression. And there's going to be a few of them. We know that, you know. There's some players who will go on the journey. And there's some players that won't, and yeah. you're on a fantastic journey, and that's just, um, yeah, you'll, um, you won't be crying too much if you see some of these lads in, in the in the mirror in the back of the cars waving goodbye to them.
0: No, you're absolutely right. You got, you know, I think you know, Shelby could potentially be that first victim. ASM potentially could be another. There will be others. Fabian Shaw, with all due respect, yeah. he's been outstanding for us this season. Will will eventually be um, one of those that that kind of. You know, it makes way for, for, for better players coming in. That it is the reality. And it's football, let's be honest. All players move on. Um and, and you know, everyone expects that. So um it's all about opinions. Great discussions, great opinions. Thank you for your point in there, uh Bruno G. Um always respect that. No, it's it's a war Christmas tree not the Christmas tree uh, but thank you anyway <laughs> thank you, uh, for your for your comment I think I'll put it in the in the comments as well later on but yeah fair enough and um, look we've got some questions uh, let's get to some questions um, with regards to uh, some some players
2: what 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 we got um Chris? Right, so let's hit some questions up. I like I like this one actually from Tom Dixon earlier. Um, Tom asks, "Would you take either Trossard, Kante, Firmino, or Telemans?" Ooh, it's good. some good names up um, there. Are we only talking one?
0: Are we saying just one?
2: <laughs> um, wow. Well, yeah.
1: You wouldn't take Cante off Amino of because, as we said before, for the same reasons, uh, players who are on the side in the last stage of their career and, and huge money. Um, trust that. Trust, trust, I'd say I would take Timon's ahead of Trustad, but I think, in terms of realistically, I think Trustad would be more likely than Timon's.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I really like Cante as a player, um, but mega, mega wages, probably again, hit that top bracket. Um, you know, he's done it.
1: You get to that point now. If a player isn't good enough for Chelsea, then why should Newcastle buy him? It's a, a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Won't. I've, I've, uh,
2: I know, uh, Firmino, Firmino's probably a bit like a Marmite character. Some people probably love him. Um, and some people probably aren't that enamored with him. I'll be honest, I'm the latter. Um, I'm not saying he's not a good footballer, but again, his numbers don't, I'd, yeah, don't impress me as much. Um, so, yeah, it'd probably be Tielemans or Trossard, those are those two. What about you, Pete? Oh,
0: Yeah, interesting one. I, um, on, on current form, I'd take Trossard. Um, um, and I just think it, he he's, he's just had an unbelievable season. Um, but over the course of what's been happening over the last couple of years, i probably take Tillemans. Um just because we need a midfielder in there. We need that solidity. We need a, an additional body in there that can do a, a real good job. So, um, yeah, I'll probably lean towards Tillemans, if I'm honest, over Trossard. Trossard's a fantastic player, um, but Tillemans, I think, is a little bit younger. Am I right? Is he a little bit younger? I think he might be a little bit younger. Yeah, so. yeah, maybe um, just a
2: touch younger, yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah, I just think he'd be, he'd be a great foil for that midfield. And, and, and let's face it, Leicester are not having a good season. I'll just throw this in really quickly. But anyhow, getting him in the training ground and working with Tillemans can only improve him. It can only make him a better player.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a question from um, Daz. And Daz asks, um, any truth in Bruce to Norwich? Can't be true. Poor Isaac Hale. Yeah. <laughs>
1: God, that's a bit. Oh, a bit I love is that oh, Steve Bruce? Um, you know, he, he's been it. I don't see him. I think there's a few other names in there from from what I'm hearing. Um, you know, like Sir Russell Martin, etc. Um, but you know, I, I, I imagine I imagine they'll 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 consider him. Remember, he's he's an Norwich legend as well um, from his playing days. And um, but yeah, the job he did at West Brom was 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 particularly poor. So um, I, I can't see it personally.
2: I hope, I hope for the sake of knowledge fans that it doesn't happen, Graham. Not going to lie, um, it yeah, was, was linked today. It
1: yeah. was linked that,
2: today. That they've been in
0: touch.
1: Yeah, with. It, it does have, it does have generally a good championship CV, but yeah, the job he did at West Brom wasn't. Um, although, although he, I'm sure he would argue that the players brought in weren't of his picking, and um I say, it comes back to recruitment again. Mm, true. True, big shout out to Tom Dixon. Um, as we just had
2: Dom on it's Tom's birthday today, so congratulations, Tom. Uh, happy birthday mate. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, Tom, Tom, Tom's asked to be a mod, he, he put in it earlier in the chat, so we'll have, to, we'll have to see if we can sort that out for Tom. Well, he
1: well yes? Tom mod. there's only one Newcastle, um, person in Newcastle, we should be giving a shout out today, and that's Michael Carrick, currently taking Millsbury to a 2 1 win at Blackburn Rovers. Long live oh. Michael Carrick. <laughs> we all we love our journeys. We love yeah. our journeys. And yeah,
2: and um Jonathan will get see the assistance, isn't he, Graham?
1: Yeah, he's in he's in the um backroom staff, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: very good. We've very got good. a few
1: Lee really Catamill in the background, so we've got a lot of former players actually. Yeah.
2: That play. Yeah. Good. But happy birthday, Tom. Hope you're having a great day, mate. Oh, um, next question. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting... <laughs> These all seem to be off, Tom. Sorry, Tom, putting you in the spotlight here, mate. Question for Graham: What's your thoughts on Lucas Paquette? He seems unhappy at West Ham. Do you think he could move on?
1: Um, no, I think the manager's more likely to move on than him in the next um, month. Um,
0: if anyone um, uh, if anyone wants a 12-man show... Um, yesterday we had uh, Dan Lawless, who's from West Ham Fans TV. Which, if you haven't seen the short story oh, um, of his reaction to West Ham first scoring that <laughs> goals, three goals after that, is an absolute joy, and it's um, unreal. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, it, but but yes, we, we had this conversation on the 12th, so if you haven't watched it, go back watch Dan Potts' channel. Dan Potts is coming on to away days with us to preview the Arsenal game um, on the 2nd of January. So um, he says he wants the manager out. He wants Moyes out. I raised the point and I said, in the Arsenal game, Lucas Paqueta did not look like he wanted to be there. He did not look like he wanted to be at West Ham United Football Club. And that is a huge surprise for me. A massive surprise. And I think the manager... He's, he's,
1: he's, right, he's not the right manager for Skamaka and Paquette. He's not the right yeah. manager. Absolutely right. I agree with you, Graham. 100%. Um,
2: this question's coming from Dave Carmichael. Again, an interesting one. Do you think we are about to revise and increase the wage structure?
1: Short answer is yes, and I think you'll see it um Great. within the next few months with Bruno's new contract. Yeah. it's good cool. yeah. yeah is that a little exclusive there? You think he's it's gonna be done very soon? Uh before the end of the season. You no, know, he's happy. He's like he's strike while well in hot. Um, you know, he's given, given birth to a little Jordy. He's couldn't be happier. Um now's the time to do it. Mm. Great.
0: Brilliant. Great question from Dave. Super.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Burnett asks, Perry Grove suggested that Eddie Howe is in place only on a temporary basis. Is uh Perry being a bit of a wind up merchant, Graham, or what do you think? I
1: he's a, a, a little bit, not a little bit, maybe, but as I said to you guys, he you know, when you raise expectation levels, you know, he, he, he's gonna have to live by the sword, and he might end up dying by the sword, you know, because Eddie Howe, they are they are far ahead of, of where they thought they would be. If he gets them in the top four, mm. then with that squad, it, the pressure's gonna be huge for him to keep him in there because then you know if it if it if he gets Newcastle in top four Champions League and then it's 10th at Christmas, he'll be gone. Mm. You know, that, that's just that's just football. Yeah we love Eddie Howie, he's had a New Deal. But I think of the managers who will be circling for that Newcastle job, etc, you know and you know Eddie is doing a wonderful job at the moment, but I wouldn't say it's on a temporary basis. It's his job to lose. But I tell you, the the the, scene, the, the, the marker he's setting himself is very high.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, Steve Inger makes a good point. This isn't really a question, but a good point following our number six CDM discussion when we were saying, anyone else remember when we replaced Clark with Batty and how our progression from the back slowed? Leave Bruno where he is. Which I thought, thought was a good point. I
1: think in that three, I think that that need for um, the um, a number six. I don't think it's pre- I don't think it's a, it's as pressing as some make out. You know, I don't think it's maybe another boxing backs box, man. But the way Joe Linton covers the ground, you know, and you know, I think um, and Madison have been at three. I think I think they want legs in there, if if anything. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not completely sold on the on this number six sitting. Behind Bruno or something like that, I I I possibly agree with that. I think Bruno as the as the quarterback works works very well.
2: Yeah. Um. Tom Dixon again asks question for Graham. Would Newcastle take anyone from the championship? Graham. No disrespect, but you probably know far more about the championship players than what we do at this present moment. Is there anyone in the championship who you look at and think, do you know what, they're not going to be here much longer? Not just Middlesbrough, but anybody else?
1: Yeah. We we've got a pair of good, very good wing backs, as I Jones, and Ryan Giles and Lad of Love for Wolves, exceptional. The, the crosses he puts in is he's, he's, he's outstanding. Very they're both very much modern day wing backs, where they're more wingers than than defenders, but such is life in modern day football. Um, in terms of the championship, you know <laughs> I think Newcastle don't particularly need him, but one I'd take a risk on would, would be Ben berreton Diaz. I think he's he's a he's an outstanding player. He's he's still only quite young. You get him quite cheap now. Um, I say cheap, you know, over ten million, but he's on a he's on a free transfer in the summer. He's mm-hmm. outstanding. Yeah. Um Victor Gykeris is an outstanding striker at um at Coventry. A lot of teams are looking at him. Again, not a particular need for Newcastle in that regard. Um I, I think and there's one player Newcastle have looked at who they do like is the boy Alex Scott at Bristol City. He's a very good young player.
0: Yeah, he was licked in the summer, I remember. We did talk about
1: a lot of pressure.
2: Do you think yeah. the Jal Pedro deal's over, Game?
1: Um plus the thing with the championship is you know it's it's not a it's not a it's not a bargain hunting ground, you know. You're having to pay, you know, like Guy Corris if you go for him sixteen million to twenty million, you know. The, the championship's a very tough place to buy for Premier League clubs so it's not cheap. You know, it's uh, unless you're getting someone outstanding, it's a very tough, tough marketplace to operate. Charles Pedro probably depends on Watford's promotion, but you know, if if they go, they probably isn't a need for them to sell.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I know we discussed this briefly, lads, but it's just going to put a slightly different spin on it. So Leon S says, "We're linked with a lot of unknown players. Uh, sorry, we're linked. We're linked with a lot of known names, but with Dan Ashworth on board, shouldn't we expect unknown players for the first team coming through the door?" Now, I know we were, we were talking, weren't we, about Dan Ashworth being brought in and potentially, you know, we, we're not going to be looking for these four to five million pound gems necessarily. Mm. But, you know, we may be looking at, you know, the 30, 40, 50 million pound players. But do you, have, have you heard any names, Graham, who are, you know, like more lower price players who maybe aren't as well known that perhaps mm. have been linked in like a, another Grand Qual or anyone like that? As uh, I know Frank right. has been the latest well, name. i, I say, wait, wait, Costa because...
1: Won. Because of the modern day we live in, you know, Andre Santos was suddenly after six months a player we knew all about. When it was first thing, yeah. we didn't know anything yeah, about yeah. him. Um, the same as Franca, and you know, uh, and, and obviously Dan's just been brought on board. to you know, he's at that different level now. Where well, I think we will see some of these four or five million pound players. You know, um, I think Newcastle will be looking at lower price players and bargain ones. I, I'd be surprised if you don't take Chris Rig from Chris Rig from Sunderland. The, the young Geordie supporting yeah, lad who's uh, been likened to Brian Robson, who people, have, a lot more people have seen him than me. Outstanding young player. I think you might get him in. Um, but I think it'll be all around the club, you know. You'll, there'll be some shocks. There'll be some, you know, if you see, like two ram at 10 million. You know, it, it's these sort of deals, you know. It's it's all about recruitment from top to bottom. And mm-hmm. yeah, there'll, course, there'll be plenty of deals that we don't know about, but such as, you know, when we see a player linked, we have his uh, biography written within 24 hours, don't we? So um, it, it, there's not many surprises out there now.
2: <laughs> yeah and that's pretty much it I mean Chris Dawson asked us to name um, our top three wish list um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know I don't know it's difficult I mean for me I'd probably say you know just throwing names out there I'd probably say Madison, Diaby, and probably Manu Kone mm. they, they would be my three but then obviously you know I acknowledge that where well, Graham was sitting Graham's mentioned Skriniar who I think would be incredible. Uh, Harrison Ashby has been mooted as the, you know, understudy right back to Kevin Trippier, who sounds like he's got a fantastic career ahead of him. So many names, but I mean, Pete, yeah. other than Madison, is there any names that you kind of look at and go, ooh?
0: Um, yeah, there is. I mean, look, we, we, we've talked about him. Marcus Turan, Uh I would like him. I would like him at Newcastle. Um, I, I think you can get Marcus Turam and James Madison in the same team personally. Um, and if you can't, I think, you, well, I think you could, but if, even if you can't, I think for them to, to be added to your squad would be massive for Newcastle. Um, and then you've got the potential of a, of a potential number six. And if you're asking of a whistle list, not, not thinking about how much you'd have to actually pay for these players, Moise Casido would be the one that I would go for right now, because he's got that, albeit only a short period, but Premier League experience. And, um, so they're the guys that I would go for: um, Moise Casido, James Madison, um, Marcus Thuram. I think there would be two, uh, two or three excellent signings that would add I
1: to us. The one I'd suggest for you guys, two actually: Moussa Diaby, player I love, player of Newcastle yeah. love, add to him, and um, play who shone at World Cup, um, who would fit in outstanding in that midfield: Eunice Musa from Valencia. Ooh.
0: Okay, Yunus Musa, keep an eye out. Keep an yeah. eye out for that. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, right, um, let's get to the sponsors before we um, round up the show. But um, some fantastic points and questions in from everyone in the chat tonight. Really, really appreciate everyone's support um, with regards to that. It's been absolutely spot on, uh, as always. And uh, yeah, fantastic sponsors. Thank you to, to Shyburns, um for all your support. Uh, with Shyburns, who are huge supporters of all things mental health. So get involved with regards um, to Shyburns. And, of course, we have our Away Day selection. And um, you know, Ray has been sporting um, the Away Day selection uh, on there. So get involved in that. Jordy Mick as well uh, with the hat selection too. Um, so get involved with that, all things Shyburns. Uh, Pins and prints, um, thank you for your support. As always, you've got some fantastic pins and prints in there available, um, including that famous um, Almir on goal as well. And thank you to Marty from Machine House. Um, spoke to you earlier on today. Um, great to see that your support is continuing with regards to um, Loading Mag NUFC um, and Dean as well from the Geordie Rise. Um, brilliant. Um, uh, sponsors as, as always um, continuing to sponsor all things um, Loaded Mag and UFC and you can see their uh, quality gear is available um, uh, well you can see it there uh, 20% still off um, and you can get all various different tops available as Uggie is um, demonstrating um, on the screen and you've got Russ, who's been in the chat all night, um, supporting all things Loaded Mac and Great to have you part of the channel um, and the radiatorshed.com, Get involved right now, and we've got Graham in the in the doghouse in the, in in jail right now, uh, as you can see on the screen. Um, and of course, just a quick run through: um, deliveries direct um, and is included in the price um, to mainland UK. They provide top quality materials made for plate steel, and providing longevity, all designed and manufactured in Italy. Aluminium rads are very environmentally friendly and are perfect for heat source pumps. And they offer a home survey service and when install if required. Um, and of course, their partnership with North East, Northeast Partnerships and um, the Install Works is uh, their as well and um, so get involved in all things um, um the radiator shed of course and as chris put on the on uh, earlier we are so close to 5k getting ever closer thank you for all your subs tonight please continue to support the channel and whilst you're there you can only do it on laptop but come and join us as a loaded member um approaching that 100 um loaded membership um, so one ninety nine a month. Click that blue button and come and join us as a loaded member. And of course, all shows will be added to Spotify and Apple um, within twenty four hours of the show taking place. So get involved there as well. Um, brilliant, brilliant stuff um, from all things NuF uh, Loaded Mag NuFC. Chris, um, there's been a lot of talk about a potential song. Uh, that could be sang on the way out um, before we say goodbye to Graham. Is, is there a song of your choice? Uh, there's been a few muted tonight.
2: I might, I might leave everyone hanging. Um, not to say I won't do one. I will do one, um, but I might, I might say, I might say for the first sign, let's do that. Okay. Maybe, maybe New Year's Eve. Maybe New Year's Eve. I could do it then. I don't want to put blame through that. You know what I mean. We want them to come back
1: on. I say I confirm I won't be on the New Year's Eve. Sure, if that's the okay. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to see that. To no, see.
2: no, no, no. Well, um, actually,
1: I won't because I'll be at St. James' Park, guys. So You Go will. On.
0: You will. Yeah. Um, yeah. And hopefully, you see Newcastle win comfortably and we get th- three points. But look, uh, lots of people putting in the chat with the um, he's from Blythe. Um, you will never, ever beat Dan Bird. I love the new chant that's coming in from Dan Bird. I'm glad we finally found a chant for Dan Bird. It's a brilliant one. Um, and one I'm sure we'll be singing as well hopefully on New Year's Eve when we do the review show. But let's wait and see. Um, fantastic show as always. Graham, such an absolute pleasure to, to, um, to chat transfers with you um, um, and, and all things NUFC. Uh, just before you go, where can we find you?
1: Uh, yeah, at Graham Bailey on Twitter. Lots of uh, opinion pieces on there and obviously getting busy about the day as we January approaches. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Definitely look, and um, it'd be a pleasure to have you on back, uh, back on again. Um, anytime, before windows out and uh, out, I'll be in touch, but uh, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Um, thank you to everyone in the chat, amazing chat as always. At 370 at one point, absolutely brilliant support. Um, click that like on the way out, click that subscribe, get us to 5k, come and support the channel. Um, uh, and look, we will be back next week with another. Um, a fully loaded transfer show but in between that, there will be a Leeds review um, and even more so um, there will be an away days tomorrow uh, with Just Joe football show from 6.45 keep that note, 6.45 tomorrow we are going to be reviewing uh, sorry, previewing The Leeds game and to see whether we can finish the year in style and get three points. And as we mentioned, Chris will be singing very, very loudly in the review (laughs) show for the Leeds game after we get those three points on New Year's Eve. So stick around for that one as well. Um, Absolutely brilliant. Love the funded transfer shows as always. Uh, Brandy and Blaze back in business. Um, Graham, Pleasure, as always. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and join us. And we'll be back for more very, very soon. And of course, had you
1: like that.